to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. It's not college basketball. It's Clarence. Let's get ready to rock. What is up, Friday Nighters? Welcome back to another episode of Just Another Friday Night Early Edition. Uh, once again, for two weeks in a row, uh, we are coming to you live on Thursday night instead, uh, due to our uh, what would you say, familial ab- obligations yeah, yeah, and just yeah. summertime duties, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. living the life of and everything's uh, open now, so it's kind of a, a little bit more yeah, freer to go, yeah, yeah. And this is going to be a little trend, guys, for uh, those of you just joining us, um, for probably a little bit in July, too. And then by August, I think yeah, we're going to level we'll off right back, get back yeah. to normal. Uh, Friday Nighter Steve let me know last week, he was like, Man, Friday night, not the same without you guys, even though he did join us on Thursday last week. And I, he, he goes, Man, I'm just a creature of habit. I was like, Oh man, maybe you feel bad. I'm not here for you guys, or we're not here for you guys. Uh, we'll be back, what, July 2nd? Yeah, Friday. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. cheers, okay. Steve. Here's to you, man. We're just talking about you, buddy. We're here for you on, on Thursday this time. Mm. And guys, in case you don't know where you're at, maybe you never get on uh, live on Facebook except on Thursdays. And so today's your day to see us for the very first time. My name is CM Chuck. Uh, across for the way for me is my podcast partner here and co-host of Just Another Friday Night, Double A Adamantium Adam. Adam. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Some people call it mini Friday, so it's like just another uh, mini Friday night. I hate that because it's not Friday. <laughs> and you got to go to work tomorrow. You got to sleep early. You yeah. yeah. You, lunch, you blah, might blah, give blah. yourself a, a reason to, to have a few drinks if you get a chance. Uh, I did hear that it's a, a strawberry moon tonight. It's supposed to be some kind of mm, yeah, that's right, different that's right. mirror into uh, what, astrology? Yeah, astrology, I guess, or phases uh, of the moon. And then speaking of drinks, uh, me and my wife, last Friday, since we were off, uh, I went to that beer garden on WWI Buckets. Oh, nice. Really How was nice that? Place. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good time there. Good they time had there. a really nice setup. It was almost like aqueduct. Mm-hmm. That's where I tried going first. Okay. But it was super bad. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Why don't we try the new place on WWI? It has a real nice open back. Uh, they actually come to you, too. To ask you if you want more refills nice. on the outside. So, nice. yeah, so they come, you know, they give you menus. I didn't know they do that too. So. I think I caught the McGregor fight there, one of the McGregor fights. Okay. It was kind of okay. drizzly, and I, I, I drink there before. Is I know that it, where that screen is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. And I know it used to be the Big Lou's Burgers. Big Lou's Burgers. Now, now yeah, which they, I guess they just, uh, yeah. I, I never saw anyone there. Uh, not like Big Lou's Pizza. No, not at uh, all. Yeah, yeah, this place was never really. Packed. And I remember it was like Big Lou's Burgers and barbecue. And barbecue so it was like yes. a like a kind of a interesting menu. Yeah, it was like, yeah. a, like a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so. Steve, it's called Buckets on WW White. Uh, Pretty cool place. It's uh, WW White and Rigsby. it would be Rigsby. Yeah, Rigsby. but it's it's more it's off WW White. Yeah. So you to, if you're coming from Rigsby, like you, you take a ride. Yeah, it's it's if you pass the U-Haul, you went too far. Yeah. There's like a U-Haul place on the corner. And they don't have like a big sign out. It's right? not a big sign, yeah. but there's a big lose. And then maybe like two buildings down, it's buckets. Pretty so, cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we wish them good luck. And, I liked it. Uh, small, I thought it was a cool place. Small uh, business. Try to get them raised I, up. I, I liked it. Nice. Nice. Good they job. had a car box. 
uh, on draft, there which I think go. Steve's a fan of. Yeah, right that's there. right. If you you got to have a little on. date night time because you were off yeah. on Friday. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. Uh, who else? Jason in the house. What's up, Jason? I appreciate you being here, brother. Uh, from Hondo. How goes the Red Hulk hunt, my friend? Yeah. Uh, I hope well. Um, let's see. And then Steve was asking what the name of the buckets, guys. So you guys know how we do things here on Just Another Friday Night, or in this case, Just Another Thursday Night. Uh, we open up the show here, allow you a chance to join us and talk with us on Facebook Live about what we're going to talk about uh, this week on the show. Uh, every 30 minutes, we'll take a break, and we'll read through the comments and answer your questions and ask uh, what it is that you uh uh, you have to interject regarding the show, but in this beginning part, just come on in and say hi. Tell us what's yeah, up. Tell us uh, uh, what you thought about uh, certain things. Uh, like we're caught up on Loki. We're not going to go into it, but no, not yet. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, it was cool. Uh, you know, so far I'm digging it. Yeah. What are you watching? What are you buying? Yeah. What are you reading? Have um, you guys been watching the the basketball? I've heard the games have been crazy good. That's what I've heard you too. Know, lots yeah. of big comebacks, lots of last buzzer beaters, and everything. I'm like, how damn. about some uh, interesting things about it right now? We may see some new people get crowned champions. Some yeah. new teams that haven't maybe been there <laughs> yeah, in recent uh, times. Let me see. Atlanta only has like one title, and that was back from the fifties. Wow. Uh, who, who was it? Milwaukee, right? Still in? Yeah. Uh, having won one since Kareem was Lou Alcender. Wow. <laughs> you know? uh, I think Phoenix has never even won a title. And uh, who's Phoenix playing? Uh, Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers. Right, yeah. Another team who's never won a title. So. And although we hate Kawhi, I mean, he's on that team, but he's not playing right now. <laughs> no, he's so, hurt too. He's so, hurt, yeah. So, yeah. it's kind of could be up for grabs. You would think he'd be the megastar out of all those oh yeah no if he was but, definitely playing he uh yeah he'd probably be tearing it up right now i guess i'll pull for uh is it uh giannis on uh on the book for one of the east teams because i don't like chris paul who's playing on phoenix and i don't like Kawhi because of what he did to us dirty you know what? If, he had just, son of a if he had just like you know <laughs> say hey you know what i want to trade fine right you know instead of this whole hiding in new york yeah and, you know saying you know i don't believe your doctors and you know, that the Spurs never had his back. It was like the whole franchise was annotated. Yeah. You know, it was supposed to go from Tim to you. The you keys know? to the kingdom. Yeah, man. it was all yours, man. Legendary you know? coach. I mean, legendary GM yeah. that probably could have got you if you felt like you needed help. Probably could have got it for you. Uh, all the money you wanted. You, you know, know what I mean? But, hey. No. Wait, whatever, man. Fuck him, man. Yeah, I, that's why I said too. I'm glad that he's not playing yeah. and that he's hurt. And yeah, that made me make me sound sour and bitter, but I am, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Fuck uh Rich is in the house. Rich says, hey, What's up, brothers? Rich? What's up, Rich? He says, Thanks for the bottle of six. Hey, awesome. I'm glad that you got it, man. Okay, I'm so sorry that's yeah. super late. And also uh Friday Nighter Chip uh out in South Carolina got that's his stuff right. on Saturday. I saw he's you, you told me you shipped someone to yeah, South Carolina. I, I, I literally like, went wow. to the the USPS uh, United States Post Service on Mon on Saturday morning, guys. And uh, Chip in South Carolina said he had his on Monday. He was like, "Hey man, I got the stuff." I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, right. that's right." Just right. didn't I didn't do priority mail, guys. I don't think unless you had to sign something. Let me know. <laughs> but I'm glad you got it, Rich. You were definitely owed that from along from our NBA episode. Speaking of NBA, Speaking and I'm of. really sorry about that, man. Like I told you, I'm catching up on our own episodes. I'm actually where am I at in our episodes right now? I just finished up. Uh, I think I'm just finishing up The Godfather of Cinema, where we talk about uh, uh, Martin, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. So, uh, I, I'm barely there in our own listening. Uh, I've been caught up in Kevin Hart's podcast, too, so it's a really good one if you guys want to give it a chance. As well as our friends over at Now Watch This. Uh, they, they're doing they, – they did their great TV dads episode That's recently. Right, they did. Yes. Um, yes. Let me give you their Mount Rushmore, AA. What do you think? They've got uh, Uncle Phil. 
they had Homer on there. Uh, I believe it's uh, Dan Connor. And then the controversial, in my opinion, Bill Cosby. Okay, like if you're going just Cliff for Huxtable. Cliff Huxtable, yes, just fine. Uh, forget about, you know, who's playing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer, I disagree with strongly. <laughs> I mean, when you're choking your son uh, throughout, you know, the series, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good dad. I'm sorry. And Dan, I don't know either because if you guys have been watching the Connors, they both pretty, have came out pretty shady. <laughs> so, oh, I haven't seen the Connors yeah, lately. I, but... I watch them because my yeah. wife's a. Oh, nice. She was more Roseanne. You know, there's yeah. like murder children, Roseanne. Right. We're married to children. She was Roseanne. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, I like it except for Cosby. Um, you know. Okay. What about Cliff Huxtable? About Cliff Huxtable. So to me, you know, and it's kind of funny because the, the 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 boys are our buds, uh, Joe and Lucky. They they kind of addressed this in their episode where it was like, oh, you know, like he always had the right answers. He even set up these little like non-realistic ways of <laughs> teaching a lesson to the kids. And I'm like, nobody's gonna do the fake liquor drinking thing and all that i'm like that shit is so elaborate i'm like if anything your dad would just choke you like homer or whatever homer didn't there is no spanking in these shows so homer's way of spanking to me was choking bart you know what i mean (laughs) plus only bart got the wrath because he was acting fucking bad all the time he cut the head off jedediah springfield uh anyway so i like their mount rushmore except for that i would rather see in there and i just thought about this today but master splinter Great surrogate dad to four turtles. They weren't even I don't know. He's his a own bit species. Ratty to me. A, bit, a little bit of ratty. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I had actually said, I don't know if you saw who I picked. I said Tim the Toolman. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Yeah, I, was like, I like that. I one. think he gets overlooked a lot of times, but Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. And, and the truth is, we could have gone old school because they mentioned guys yeah. like uh, is it, uh, Mike Brady. And they mentioned, oh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. they mentioned even uh, a, the. The beavers dad you know what i mean oh, okay. uh, you know what i mean and you, if you go with those old dads it's like they were pretty much perfect yeah, whatever. Yeah. but that's not i don't think that's a perfect representation of fatherhood because no. you know oftentimes no. you get it wrong you it's know more I mean? modern like married to children like roseanne like i'm talking about like the first three seasons of married to children mm-hmm. you know when they were really deeply rooted right. in that kind of drama you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean uh i think you know even guys like fred flintstone had their faults yeah. you know what i mean but what, what was cool like one of the things that joe and lucky brought up that was cool is like they talk about the episode of family matters with carl winslow where you know um the son gets stopped kind of like racial profiling Mm. or whatever and the dad doesn't believe him at first but then when he confronts the other cop because remember he's a cop you know he finds it to be true or whatever and he ends up having to apologize to his son for not believing him at first which is kind of a neat dad lesson you know what i mean like I, i know it's easy to I think they kind of approached it where like our approach was a little different where we like looked at it, the character, but they kind of approached it where like the character, but also like the, the, the entertainment value. You know what I mean? I saw so many people in their comments talking about Al Bundy, which was on your list Ooh, of bad. No, uh-uh. no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, g- great episode from the guys um, different uh, uh, for them. Um, they didn't do just one movie. They talked about TV dads. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Go yeah, check out their cool. episode yeah. of, of now watch this. With Lucky and Joe, and then check out too. We we talked about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's yeah. our father of the day, Father's Day pick. Yeah, you they, know. they went they went our direction and we went their direction. Yeah. We did a movie and they got away from the movie this week. So <laughs> no kidding. Uh, those are our good buds, man. We appreciate them and they do a good show too. Uh, Rich also says, "What else? Playoff games have been good. Just some crazy endings. Yeah. That makes me sad. I'm not watching. Like I'm like, uh, man, I've been missing it. Oh, oh damn, I gotta look that yeah. up, man. Yeah. Okay." 
Uh, very cool. Uh, Rich Man, says, Rich breaks my heart. Go, go ahead and read double A. You know, I don't mind one. his team. He goes, I'm going for Phoenix all the way. I'm a fan of CP3 and Devin Booker. I don't mind Phoenix. Well, you know what? I hated them in the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, but the Dan Marley Barkley era. No, no, no. In the oh, 2000s. That's what oh, the Nash, Nash era. Stoudemire. Uh, yeah, Stoudemire. Yeah, Namari. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these, these guys have been denied rings by pretty much everybody. Everybody. So. You know, if CP3 is going to be the one to get Rich, it, you know. CP3, man, that guy is a little bitch. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. You know, uh, we just, man, we just don't click on the on the sports. On the sports, team. man, it's man, different, right? Golly. Rich also says, uh, I disagree too. I would say Uncle Phil, Carl Winslow, uh, Jason Seaver from Growing Pains, and then maybe Tim the Toolman Taylor. Jason Seaver, good pull. They mentioned him. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, man, Growing Pains d- doesn't get enough love. We didn't talk about it that much, and that was I, a show I, I never, yeah. I I never did. Yeah. Never did. Yeah. They also mentioned the dad from uh Family Ties, but I forgot uh, his Family name or whatever. Ties. But uh the older gentleman, white hair with yeah. a beard or whatever. Yeah. Um, so 80s, man. I just love that stuff. Uh uh cousin Let in the house says, Hello, handsomes. Hello, beautiful Let. Um, what else, guys? Um, we got some interesting news here in San Antonio for the celebrity fan fest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, they don't sponsor us or give us any loot, but they should because we're gonna talk about their program they're going to have over at six flags celebrity fan fest which already has you know hayden christensen ewan mcgregor uh those got to be your heavies those are your big times heavies uh they got some great people from the netflix marvel shows including charlie Charlie, cox who was daredevil uh, um christian ritter 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 who was uh jessica jones and then uh the the gentleman that played luke cage colton oh he's gonna be there too he's gonna be there too yeah so they've got like the heavy hitters from the the uh netflix marvel uh shows uh and then super exciting for me um are you thinking about going in just for them? I'm thinking. I saw nice. that their dual photo op nice. is 145. Hey, to me, that's, that's awesome. not terrible. No, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, young man and, and young lady that are doing an excellent job, everything I'm reading on the sites that we both follow and the groups that we're in that watch the same shit that we watch uh, are loving the show the way I'm loving it. I'm strongly trying to convince you. But Superman and Lois, man, it is uh, really great. Everyone seems to be liking it. It's a different take, different approach to Superman. But Tyler Hoechlin, um, and, and her name escapes me, that plays uh, uh, Elizabeth Tullock. That's the uh, that plays Lois. Uh, they're going to both be here as well at Celebrity Fan Fest. But the big news that came out this week was uh the you know recently newly marvel actor mobius mr Mobius, yeah agent owen mobius wilson. uh owen wilson man so pretty huge Which, grab. i mean what a perfect timing too for our celebrity fan fest i mean loki you know everyone's been raving about him mm-hmm. on how he's doing on loki so yeah you're probably gonna get so many marvel fans uh, oh yeah to get his autograph so. I, I mean if you've got the money saved up maybe you didn't blow your pandemic but, yeah, money. but i saw his was uh 175 175, I think, for autograph or photo, and then 150 was, you know, is vice versa. Well, you're still gonna, (laughs) you're gonna pay. Golly, I mean, it's cool that they're getting these big people, but it's like, damn it, you know, it's like we talked about. It's like if you're going there for us, for regular people like us, you're only gonna be able to do like maybe a Ewan or a Hayden or an Owen. I don't think. You know what? I mean, man. I think I'm gonna three? I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something, Double A. I'm gonna try to reach out to that promoter of that celebrity fan fest. I believe his name is Bob, uh, something or other. And I'm gonna ask him, you know, 
would that be things that he's allowed to talk about? Would he talk about that? Like, you know, what do they see out of that? Do they have to pay their own travel, travel, things like that? Sorry, guys, since we're having a little bit of internet trouble here. Uh, let me take a look and see what we can do uh, in way of that. Sorry if you lost picture. Uh, anybody, let us know if you can hear us. Let me know if you can hear us, at least. That'd be good. If not, we know that we're recording audio. So you know what we look like. There's so. always that there. <laughs> uh let's see this is the right one right yeah, that's it. okay yeah, so yeah. that's all good um but i don't know what this stream yard easy kind of gives oh, us here we go and uh for those of us on audio we're still hanging in here with you but we may have lost uh our video feed we're gonna try to get back in there um you know this hasn't happened to us in a while though yeah, it, it had been being it, good you know? yeah, yeah so it had been being good i don't know if it's stream yard or not I don't know. Yeah, the internet says it's, it's good. It's full. It's so, all bars. Yeah. Yeah, we've got all the Wi-Fi going. So if you were joining us on uh, on uh, Facebook Live, well, we, we're sorry that that you lost us. Let me see if I can check. Um, it tells me here that we were live on Facebook, but uh, I think we just froze up and it just, oh, okay. it just okay. may have just ended. So, um, well, yeah, that's a party pooper. Yeah, that is no no bueno here. So for that, but uh, if you're listening to us on audio, we're sorry that we're not talking about anything. We were talking about Celebrity Fan Fest and me. Uh, I'm gonna try to reach out by email uh, and see how accessible okay. that okay. he is, and see you know if he'd come in and talk to us about what it takes to put on a big con like that, and right. you know those celebrities. How does it work? Where does the pricing come from? Is this all just their pricing? I mean, I would like to know. Uh, you know from I mean? everything I've ever read about cons, it's usually always their, their really? pricing. Yeah. Really. So it looks like not only that, but they're gonna have uh, if you ever were a fan of Gotham. Oh, that's uh, right. They're yeah. going to have, you know, the young man that played Bruce, David Mass, Masshouse. Mm -hmm. Sorry if I'm pronouncing. Uh, right. The Penguin, Robin Lord Taylor. Oh, that's He was a, very popular for, one, right? for a long he time. He was popular with yeah. everybody. Uh, let me see. Of course, uh, some wrestler, I have you ever heard of him? They, they're kind of making a legendary pro wrestler Brimstone. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, no. I know a lot of the legendary wrestlers and. Yeah, wrestling is kind of I've our thing. I've never heard, heard of, of Brimstone, but they're like wrestling legends. So. It sounds like he could be a, a take on The Undertaker there. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> or Kane, at least, maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, Ray Fisher is going to be there. Cyborg from oh, that's Justice a, that's a pretty big one. He probably got a huge boost with this Snyder, yeah, with the Snyder like, Cut. I, I, would, who we said pretty much would we would consider maybe the star of the Snyder Cut. Uh, yeah. yeah, it seemed like that for sure. So, um, uh, someone called Ian, Ed, oh, I'm sorry, Eddie McClintock, uh, Warehouse 13, hmm. and the sweetest thing it says. That's where he's mostly known from i don't know i don't i know the movie the sweetest thing and this is kind of like a kind of like i guess if you're like really into like the horror movie sandy johnson she was the first kill of the michael michael myers the sister judith myers oh wow so she will she will be there you know okay okay she's rocking she's working that tip. yeah I mean, I, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm with it okay, okay. Yeah. all right so yeah i know she's been making rounds a lot so <laughs> Uh, I just saw that. Where did I see? I think, you know, last weekend, um, Andy's Toy Chest over at Trader's Village, they had on the uh, the uh, one of the guys from Super Troopers. You know, we talked about yes, that last yes, week. Yes. Well, now I heard they're going to get <clears throat> the the first Jason, the guy that played the first uh, Jason. Yeah, it's at GG's Aporium. I believe. Yeah, yeah I believe and, so. but it says it's going to be at the Rockbox. 
Oh, okay. Is I was that I was saying tree oh, two, I and I was kind of like, okay, unless they're having it there too. But the one I saw, it said for Rockbox, and I was very intrigued because I was like, oh, cool. There's always because you never know what like Jason to get, right? It's kind of like which one do you get? Do you get right. the original? Do you get you know Kane Hodder because he played him the most? The most, you know. Yeah, who do you so, get? Yeah. You know, so. Uh, there's not like a Robert England, you know. It's like right. Robert England is like that's the Freddy. Uh, Pinhead also. There's like Pinhead. There's a guy Brad, was... Brad uh, Bradley. Man, jeez, oh, I forget his mm-hmm. fucking name. Uh, yeah, but him too. Uh, your guy uh, from comic book, man, Ming. Oh, Chen. Ming Chen's gonna be here yeah, too. He's gonna be there I, too. You know, I had a great conversation with Ming when I met him Did at you? Alamo City uh, Comic Con. Yeah, he was one of the most chatty. That's the one I think I've told the story before. And that's what he charged for contest. an autograph. Oh, I think it was like twenty bucks. I oh, think. Nice, yeah, it was nice. very, very okay. Very reasonable. Um, it says he's going to be there for five days. Oh wow! August fourth through the eighth. Okay, you he's, know, he's, he's out there going to try to yeah. try to make it happen, huh? Yeah. So um, again, guys, if you were joining us on um, Facebook Live, uh, we did lose our feed there, and we lost our feed through Streamyard. So I don't know if we're going to have to start it over or how that's going to go, but. Either way, for those of you joining us on audio, we're just recording away, and people may have to eventually listen to this on the audio version. Because yeah, so you know, we live here in San Antonio, so this is kind of like it seems like they're kind of competing, I guess, to be the number one Comic Con, and I mean, they're doing a really good job. I I really don't see you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen doing a whole lot of Comic Cons. I mean, unless I don't look right, but together together you know know, that's pretty cool you know and from what we understand you know what i mean when these guys put the cons on i mean it's like there's a a a sizable chunk that comes out of their own pocket you know what i mean and i don't know if that's again they have to what they offer the celebrities is it do they pay the travel Uh, that's a thing though it's like um because you've heard you've heard where certain wrestlers said like they pay for like hotel rooms right right you know, I guess maybe food or something, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what kind of deals you have to do, you know? It's like, golly. So. Yeah, I mean, so um, it may be that this promoter isn't really making a lot on the back end. Maybe he's just doing this in order to – I mean, he's bringing premier guests, you know especially what? The, right these now. These kind of things, it always seems like it's just really hard unless you got like a niche like San Diego Comic-Con where, you know, they're just going to bring thousands and thousands right. of people. Right, And you'll probably make your money back on that first day, you know. I yeah. can't imagine you probably going, you know, red. People <laughs> legitimately schedule their vacation around that, you know what I mean, yeah. around San Diego yeah. Comic-Con, you know. Yeah, so. so. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's fun. It's a fun, interesting time, and you just you hope, uh, you know, that the the cons will keep on going, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to even think that Hayden Christensen will be here, or, or Ewan McGregor will be here, you know, or stars from like the Superman and Lois. That's pretty damn cool, you know. So, uh, the the seasons are opening up. Comic Palooza in Houston is going to be like a month away. Yeah, uh, the Fan Expo in Dallas is like in September. I, I want to say that's like our biggest con in Texas is the Dallas, the Dallas one. Fan Expo. Yeah, yeah. So. Even the um, even I think is it this weekend that they're having the card show again over at the uh, July tenth. July tenth. Yes. Okay, over at yes. the uh, Shriner Auditorium. Yeah, uh, which we I want to go there for sure. Yeah, want to really try to go there. We know um, our good buddy uh, Rick from Rick's Comic Crypt. Uh, he's been advertising. There. Yeah, he's been advertising mm-hmm. like crazy for about being there. So. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a good show, and then we have Eggman's uh, again. Yes, on the twenty first of August. Yeah. Right, I'm looking forward to going that now. I've been trying to 
uh, I've been finding books that I want to look for. You're and I've have been, to really you know, come with us uh, in the morning. So you can go yeah, there. definitely. Definitely want to do that. So, so I can see that we've still got a live feed. It says, uh, Steve says, lost picture and audio. Um, let me see if I can end this. Uh, see. Sorry, guys. I'm going to put y'all a message uh, here uh, about the uh, technical difficulties here. Um, so, uh you know, I don't know. Podcasting woes. Podcasting woes, guys. And seriously, I have no idea what's going on. Um, it's because we're not drinking. It's because we're not <laughs> drinking. That's what I, I, I blame it on the lack of alcohol. I would probably be dealing with it much better uh, were we. You know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, seriously, we're looking at our Wi-Fi bars here. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's on. Well, this is. Uh, we're um, on. I mean, connected, right? That's the correct yeah, uh, that's Wi-Fi. Yeah. And not only that, but our audio is I mean, running. The bars so are up. Yeah. The other option I have is to turn us on live on the uh, Facebook. On the Facebook there, which would be, which would be weird if I did that. I think. Um, let me see if I can do this. Uh, sorry, guys, for those of you listening to us on audio. In fact, Double uh, what if I take us into a quick break yeah, on the audio, and then we'll yeah, go from yeah, there. We'll figure this out. Uh, guys, you're listening to us on audio. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Listen to this commercial, and hopefully, we get the um, issues worked out. <laughs> we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, and uh, I think we're back. So, you it's know, it's not Friday. It's not Friday. And, you know, and if it's if it's maybe you're an old hand at this by now with us guys that we uh, we we sometimes have these we, issues. We've had a storm. Yeah, before we had a storm. Yeah. We've been in. We've been attacked by zombies before out live with Mario Delgado. So, uh, guys, we hope you'll uh, join us back. You probably got a notification oh. that said, uh, you know. Uh, we're back on live. So, hey, Let, thank you for coming back. Uh, what are you going to do, right, guys? Technology, man. So, uh, what do you think AA assigned to maybe get right into it? Or should yeah. we, let's, we want to wait for it to build a little bit? We'll wait, uh, we'll wait yeah, till we yeah, get our yeah, regulars yeah. back. Yeah. So, what we're saying is that we we're talking about Celebrity Fan Fest where we're off. And, <clears throat> you know, just saying how it, it's amazing that all these cons and we're kind of like wondering, you know, how does a promoter even do it? Right. I mean, how, how does one even stay in business mm -hmm. uh, without losing money, without bleeding money? You know, right. Right. <clears throat> and and who knows how much they charge the vendors. Maybe that's how they get some of the money back. Maybe they kind of charge the vendors a lot. So, yeah. And I think sometimes <laughs> maybe too, you're just doing it for the love of the game. Like, Hey, you yeah. know what? I want to get these people here for yeah. my town and, uh, for all we know, I mean, maybe these, these promoters are independently wealthy and it's like, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm a, jeweler during the day or whatever and you know I, well you know that one con that was hosted by the bill of Madison crew our 99.5 crew you know he did have a horror con and he was able to get elvira to dress up like elvira for one day but i don't know if it was a it was probably a success but probably not in the way he saw it because he's never done another one he's never actually promoted another one himself yeah. so yeah he may have actually ended up losing money potentially on that but so. i mean it's so cool i mean you know he had every you know, I mean, when you have Robert England or Elvira, that's 
<laughs> that's a pretty cool oh too so definitely you know. <laughs> definitely and i'm just going back into uh our previous video to tell people to uh come and join our new live um that we're back on so uh guys please go uh join this new live and now and check us out since we had those technical difficulties and excuse me y'all know that i never i'm on my phone when we're, when we're on a show but um i want to let everyone know um you know that we're that we're uh back on um live uh so excuse me while i send that message i'm telling you all to come back onto the new live uh all right, all so right. um uh, and I have one person saying they don't see it yet, but uh, let me see if maybe I can tag them here uh, to get them in live. So this must be sounding great for our audio listeners, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, again, we do apologize sincerely. There's nothing we can really do about what happened. What I did, all I did was turn the Wi-Fi off and back on, and we were Man, worried that we lost uh, our first 30 minutes of audio, um, but uh, we were able, it did manage to save, so... Uh, that's a good uh, good plus for us. So, you know, again, like Double A said, we're not drinking. It's Thursday, not Friday. And so some difficulties are to be expected. So uh, it says that we are with you guys on Facebook Live. And, yeah, we uh, got some people showing up. We have a few so. people showing up. So uh, we appreciate that and you guys being here. So um, I don't know, Double A, what do you think? We'll just get right on yeah, into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So if you read the description on part one, which is not here, so it leads more to the mystery. And normally uh, our attire gives it away somewhat, but uh, AA couldn't find his T-shirt. So <laughs> so there's that. Uh, adding to the uh, now I said, you know what? It's that moon, AA. Yeah. The fucking double, that strawberry moon is getting us with bad juju. So, so here you go, guys. You get an a show one night early with all the technical difficulties you can imagine. So uh, Rich is back. What's up, Rich? We appreciate you being in here and uh let who said yay so we appreciate that too guys uh spread the word tag people to come back over here uh come on to this new steve. one because uh yeah we're missing steve um anybody and jason guys if you could one of you can tag jason Ruiz in the comments to come on in that'd be great he asked he messaged us what, what happened i was like i don't know everything's broken fucking strawberry man uh, um a few weeks ago uh i want to say it was this month right yeah, I think a so. Few weeks ago, was there month. was a two-part special, which I kind of ran into. i surprised I didn't hear about it, but it was about Mike Tyson. Uh, baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike, you know, everyone that knows him. You know, the, mm -hmm. you know, the walking with no music, just black trunks, you know, and that's it, ready to fight. Uh, it was a more updated documentary, you know, that covered everything from his early childhood mm -hmm. all the way to recent you know with roy jones and everything so it was a really really cool documentary i i called up everyone i knew that was a boxing fan i was like hey you got to turn on abc right now it's mike tyson you know they're they're showing some really cool highlights you know of you know his olympic gold medals and you know his you know <laughs> destroying opponents you know <laughs> you know yeah. i mean it was this I'm a huge boxing fan. CMS too. We we love boxing, you know. And when you have a guy like a Tyson that just comes in like a storm, like a hurricane, and just grabs everyone's attention for a few, you know, hours. Boxing is the center of the universe, mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of people. And there was no bigger star in the '80s and '90s than. You know, Iron Mike Tyson, man, the guy was the shit. He was the heir apparent to Muhammad Ali. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Absolutely. golly, from 
oh man, it's just what I've always said, just a from the 80s, you know, it was particular 80s, the perfect, perfect fighter, mm -hmm. the perfect machine, the perfect destroyer, you know, speed, you know, uh, quickness, you know, ability, athletic ability, power, you know, just defense. Uh, offense. I mean, man, this guy had it all, and he was just, he, and he was a really good boxer. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of downplay that a lot sometimes. But if you look at those old, uh, you know, if you look at the '80s, I mean, man, the guy is dodging punches, moving around, doing combinations. You know, his you know body uppercut. You know, that became like a very signature maneuver yeah. of the Tyson. You know, I mean, any of his uppercuts really, but it was always the Boom, boom, you know, because mm -hmm. he hit, he, you know, punched so hard that, you know, you'd be like, oh, and then you leave yourself wide open. Oh, right, you know, right. the youngest world heavyweight champion, 20 years, at old. 20 years old. Um, For me, it was a lot of information that I didn't know that I, I've never opened a book about Tyson or really reached out for, looked out for documentaries like this that documented his, um, you know, his, his past, obviously, the man is such an icon, and I, I shared with Double A. Uh, I'm a big fan of comedy. You guys know this, uh, especially stand-ups. One of the great stand-ups, Tom Segura, uh, tells a great uh, story about meeting Mike Tyson. It's a huge uh, end of one of his specials and then the start of one of his other specials because it's, it's a story that's kind of a cliffhanger. But he talks about how they're on a plane together, and the man is – is famous on another level of famous where it's international fame, where it's, it's a fame where even in other countries, they don't speak our language. They'll, they know his name that you'll be speaking their language and then you'll hear Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? That's how uh world recognized. He is right. Global. I mean, it's like who, who's on that short list of like Elvis, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Elvis, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, he's, he's surpassed the sports. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that other stratosphere of like, you know, a global case again, he became like a Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. you know, where Muhammad Ali was on worldwide, Africa, exactly. Japan, you yeah. know, Russia. Yeah. And uh, there's something about it being a heavyweight. And at that time, it always and, is the heavyweight division when it's on fire, it's just like I said, the center of the universe, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he was, uh, like we said, the heir apparent great looking you know whereas a lot of times there's questions in any other sport yeah. who number two yeah. was mm -hmm. or who would be the next you know basketball obviously the most famous the kobe's the lebron's yeah who takes over Jordan. after michael you know i mean i don't think that there's really any question i think that we, and and you know you know the other thing is when it comes to boxing is because it really would have been tyson except for some things that obviously happened in his life personal missteps but also the personal losses double a oh, yeah. i mean like yeah. you know let's 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 become uatu for a minute and be the watcher and play what if double a let me ask you this what if customato doesn't die does he become the goat the greatest of all time does he does he work through those personal difficulties i think he does because i think if he had kept his handlers if they had somehow lived you know, his promoter had lived, custom auto had lived, maybe even Teddy Alice, maybe what, you know, mm -hmm. what if that doesn't happen, you that know, incident. him and whole Teddy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they keep him because look, when all his handlers died, he got new guys, his old training crew, you start seeing them, they're not there anymore. And his fighting style completely changes. I mean, it's bad where you've seen the footage of him in the eighties. Mm-hmm. 
He's like this. Mm -hmm. He's moving. He's dodging. He's landing perfect punches all over the place. Yeah. Where in the 90s, you can tell he was just going in and trying to land a punch. Right. You know, going with just like raw power. Raw power. That's it. Um, His fighting skills greatly go down diminished in the 90s you know bad without the right because you know he's by then he's running on intimidation and his power right. which are both very scary mm-hmm. both very scary tools but if you're going up against an evander holyfield a lennox lewis you know a really smart fighter skilled boxer skilled boxer very skilled boxers, you know with, he, with knockout power too but if he i would say if you always put like an 86 87 tyson against an evander holyfield I want to say Tyson's going to take it mm-hmm. real easy. You know, yeah. Lennox on the other hand, I don't know. Lennox is like that rare fighter that was just really good. When he was on, Lennox was on. You know, he was – he didn't take chances. You know, right. we right. saw Lennox yeah. in his prime. Very, very, very Golly, smart. That like, guy was so, so hard smart. to beat. Yeah. He was a hard fighter to beat. Yeah. Smart you know? almost to a fault where it was like where boring. He got, yeah. Boring or if he got really overconfident like a lot of boxers do, like Tyson did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you get your upsets from. And that's what know? that's what another thing that was so captivating about Tyson is that he did what we kind of look for in boxing, which was knock people out. Knock I mean, it was out. and and brutally, you know what I mean? Yeah, where it I was mean, like, like I said, but the way he did it, man, it was so brutal and so precise. Yeah. It wasn't like ugly, you know, like all over the place. No. This was combinations, yes. knowing where to punch where to go connecting on the fucking chin right connecting on the face i mean it was it's beauty it's a beautiful thing to watch when you see a prime mike tyson um you posted up a great clip in the yeah. friday night faithful yeah. this week uh him against uh it's this just, guy yeah on his way to the top yeah and it's a short clip as most of his fights are against certain people you can watch it in you know a minute yeah um but um what I went back and when I watched it my second and third time, because you know, you watch it a couple times, uh, was man, and I don't know if it gets talked about Double but the footwork. Yes, that's what I'm he saying. He was moving the this man, guy looked almost like a, a maybe a head taller he, than Tyson. Yeah, this guy looked like he was about six five, six six easy, probably way outweighed him by maybe 30, 40 pounds. Yeah. And Mike is Bobby, he's weaving. He's moving. moving this guy his is feet, not living this a true kind of cutting off the ring, yes. creating the space he wants yes. to work in. So to me, that is such like a key element because it's like once I have you, you're only going to move in this area. Now I can throw you. I can throw right into where I want you to come, and you can catch. And, and this, that's what I'm you know. saying. If you look at it past 1990, all that's gone. All that is almost completely gone. Yeah. It, it, this is not the same Mike Tyson that we see in the 80s. Uh, like you said, footwork. I totally forgot about footwork. Mm-hmm. Man, the man's footwork was just amazing. And it's funny. You know? I used to think about footwork, and I would think about, like, uh, you know, a guy like uh, Ali. You know, he did the little oh, shuffle yeah, and all yeah. that. That That's yeah. one thing, right? But then when you watch modern heavyweights, like you look at, like, someone like Wilder, it's not really there. Oh, Wilder's ugly. He's ugly to look at. Yeah, you know? even Tyson Fury. It's like yes. – it's. Flat-footed, it's yes. not elegant. I, I it's like not, I like Wilder's knockouts, but he's really ugly to watch. Yeah, you know the whole the whole package is ugly. The, the, like I said, the if, throws if, and everything. Like I said, if you're a big fans like us, you're just like golly. Yeah, you know, Deontay he, Wilder. He's just he's looking for that punch. Yeah, really. You know. Yeah. So. 
and, and there's just a lot of things that are truly missing that were from that time or whatever. And that was one of the really cool things I looked at in the video that Double A posted was just, you know, the way Tyson moved around. It was like, Beautiful. you know, he was going to tell you, he was dictating more or less where you were going to go. And that gives him all the control. And not of the just that, but too. they are intimidated. This oh, yeah. guy is coming. This monster that, you know, has a reputation mm -hmm. already. It's just killing people. Yeah. And you're just like, holy shit, this guy's coming. This, you know, 5'10", 220-pound machine is just rumbling towards you. And 5'10", you know? not super tall. Not by heavyweight standards. No, heavyweights, right, that's really? really short for a heavyweight. And one of the cool things I learned in this documentary that was a talk about from his former trainer, uh, T Teddy Atlas, Teddy. right? Was that, um, you're going to catch me saying Tony Atlas later on. <laughs> Whole different. But, Teddy. But uh, Teddy Atlas is that he says he started to do this move where he would kind of crouch down and then throw up. Yeah. Which we've also yes. heard is like, you know, you're exerting more energy when you're punching. You up. are. You're going like this. You're not getting the full punch. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you're, you're, you're using more energy to go like that. You know? Right. But he was saying that with Tyson, he would kind of bend his legs so then it's like now you're creating like a power More base power. to throw from Ooh, and yeah. i mean well we saw it over and over again he knocked out taller guys all the time i mean it was like and crazy quality opponents like he made them look super easy but a lot of these names were great heavy or good heavyweight names really solid names okay mm -hmm. these were really the top guys that he was beating along the way in the 80s um, you, know. you know, the guy he beats to become the youngest world heavyweight champion, Trevor Burbick, I didn't know that he was the last man to beat, to Muhammad, beat Muhammad Ali. Ali. That was yes. an interesting fact yes. in the documentary. Now, I don't know if that's like something though I'd say like proudly. Right. Uh only because like Ali was he he already should have way past gone. Yeah. Yeah. So Which it, happens in boxing, it, right? It, it Some people don't want to it happens know. to Tyson yeah. too. But just to say that you fought Muhammad Ali, just to say you beat him, you know, sure. obviously you want that on your record. Just like anybody yeah. that wants yeah. to fight Tyson. Yeah. Like, well, oh, man, I beat Mike Tyson. That's on my resume. You what, know? What's the talk right now? People are now talking about potentially a, another De La Hoya Mayweather. Yeah. It's like, is this, we want to no. see this right now. It's I don't want to see that. I don't. You know, no, no good. But, um, yeah, so, so guys, we're mainly going to be talking about, obviously, you know, the the – the career and and our love for Tyson as a fighter, uh, but mainly the, our focus is going to be on the documentary that we both watched again called Mike Tyson: The Knockout. It's on, if, if you didn't see it on ABC and you have Hulu, it is still available on Hulu. Yeah, uh, thankfully Double I was able to watch it a uh, part mm -hmm. two off of his Hulu because mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to record part two, and I did see I missed the beginning, but then I got to go back and rewatch and see part one. But man, it's just a really great documentary, and it does a lot more than just focus on the man's fighting career oh, because yeah. obviously. Yeah. This is a guy that if you're around our age, we saw his entire career yeah. from the rise yeah. to the meteoric fall and, you know, the controversy and then kind of the Phoenix coming from the ashes yeah. and, yeah. And, and in, in a different form. Um, and, you know, as part of my research, I went and even watched his uh, one man show, which was on Prime. Mm -hmm. I believe the Undisputed Truth. Uh, his Undisputed Truth, it's Tyson. It's really good. I'm glad it's, you said it's on Prime because yes. I didn't know where it was because I saw it on when it came oh, out. Uh, it might be HBO Max. Okay. HBO, one of the uh, one of those. I was able to see it when it came out, mm -hmm. so I, I didn't know it was streaming anywhere else. So, yeah, I want to go back and revisit that one. Yeah, it's so wonderful. And, and, and he, it is. He, you know, people think he's like a, a dumb shit. But right. No. Man, that guy, he's really good at storytelling. He's yeah. a really good storyteller. You can – 
image what he's talking about you can imagine what he's talking about this guy's not stupid by any means no not at all and, and one of the things that people talk about too is that he had a wonderful sense of humor mm -hmm. and and, that, and i think that he really did and you know a lot of this story is really kind of tragic to me and and there were parts especially in his one-man story but um also in the documentary that you know, it's not that it's hard to make me emotional, but, you know, it's it really is emotional. It, it's a really up and down. I mean, just from the beginning, you know, the, the rough upbringing, you know, that most of these boxers have. Yeah. Uh, if you look at any of them, you know, most of these boxers have a really hard upbringing and it always leads them to boxing because that's where you can let out your most sure. aggression. Sure. You know, a lot of them have became super, you know, I'm, I was watching uh, the Kings and it's documenting the eighties kind of like without, when there was no heavyweights, he's kind of like after Aliba before Tyson, mm -hmm. uh, where they show like the welterweights are like the main focus of the boxing world. Right. But you know, Marvin Hagler had that same background. Tommy Hearns had that same background. Roberto Durang definitely had that background, probably worse than anyone, yeah. you know? Uh, so yeah, all these guys are usually always from the streets and, you know, are always just fantastic boxers. Once you, mold them once you fix them and mold them they become these really perfect machines you know yeah and uh in this one the knockout there's a, a couple of parts in there it does kind of cool where people are recanting stories mm -hmm. uh tyson uh does talk in part two at the yes, end. He does. yes he does yes um, which but, was cool yeah, yeah which was cool but they get several other you know talking heads talking yeah. heads to speak and they start talk to teddy atlas yes they did which i was really surprised he came on mm -hmm. because uh you know if you know the tyson atlas history you know something bad really went down between them yeah two. and it's funny because this documentary i'm glad that i watched the undisputed truth because it he addressed something specific that they didn't really clarify in this one so uh well let's tell that story double so we could talk about so teddy atlas was kind of like a young trainer you know and he was kind of mentoring he was right there he was pretty much uh custom models main main trainer for right tyson and he was fixing him molding him you know and he had him over his house. I think it was his house, right? Mm -hmm. Teddy's house. And, you know, Teddy had a young uh, uh, sister-in-law, very young, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, Tyson at this point, he's like 17, 18. I think the sister-in-law was like 13. You know, Let me stop you right there. This is what I want to clarify. He clarifies this in The Undisputed Truth. He was only uh, 15, he says. 15, okay. Yeah, and he okay. said he did not know well, that, makes that sense. she was. That would make sense. Uh, okay. I think she was 12. Yeah, because when Teddy was, was training him, it was about 84, 85. So, right. yeah, give or take. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he grabbed her ass, you know. And, you know, Teddy, Teddy, if you know Teddy Atlas, if you know the dude, if you've ever seen him, he's a guy that's not really going to take a whole lot of shit. You yeah. know, and you know, I'm pretty sure he thought Tyson was a dangerous dude too, even sure. though he was training him. Um, you know, because he did say Customato would always kind of like every time he did something, Customato would just kind of brush it off, like ah, don't, you know, right, right, it's all right, it's okay, you know, it's all right, you know, and <laughs> so that kind of crossed the line with Teddy. Uh, they had a big issue about it, a blowout issue. Teddy, you know, pretty much points a gun at him. And tells him, you know, you ever do something like that again, I'm going to blow your fucking head off, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously he told Cuss, Cuss, you know, dismissed Teddy. And that had been a bad thing between them two. Like, Teddy did not respect Mike after that, did not like him. He stopped working with Mike as soon as that happened. So, yeah. Uh, for So I was really surprised when Teddy Alice actually came on the show. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know he's a big part of the Tyson history, but I was I was still, you know, I was like, okay, cool. He was the one that was training him in the, uh, like you showed, the peekaboo style yep. uh, fighting or whatever, which he, he yeah. used so very effectively, probably very more effectively effective. than anybody. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that story was kind of like, oh shit, too. But he says it in his, uh, and again, we don't want to stray from the documentary that we watched, but but in the Undisputed Truth, his one man show, which is directed by Spike Lee, uh, he says, he goes, you know, he goes, if you go back, you know, you know that I was only like 15 at that time and the girl was only 12. He's like, but he goes, everyone thinks I'm like this already 25 year old man or whatever when it happened and it wasn't that way. You know, still, you know what I mean? Obviously, and, and he was very apologetic. And, and what's cool is that in part two of this documentary, it talks about their reconciliation. Which I didn't know that happened. Which yeah. I was like, wow, I'm really surprised. And I was really happy when I saw that because I was like, cool. Because Undisputed Truth, I don't think they had, or Undisputed, I don't think they had uh, reconciled at that point. No, I don't think and so. so. And it's pretty cool too because it's like, it's during this time, like, it looks like Tyson's kind of like apologizing to people that he's pretty much fucked over the years. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, this was like a, you know, Teddy Atlas used to do, because me and my dad would watch it. It was like Saturday Saturday Night Fights or Sunday Night Fights. It was one of those. It, it was like on the ESPN too. Okay. They would always show it, you know. So me and dad would always watch it. And uh, one of these fights, you know, Tyson's just in the ring. And, you know, one they're like, I guess before the show, you know, they, they tell Teddy. He's like, Teddy, Tyson's, Tyson's coming. He's coming. And, you know, Teddy turns around and. That's when he says, like, yeah, Mike was like, hey, man, you know, I just want to apologize for that, you know, right. incident. You know, it was very wrong of me. It was very disrespectful of me. Yeah. You know, and I just, I want to put that all under the bridge. And, you know, they show him handshaking. They show him hugging. Yeah. You know, and I was like, cool. They actually did bury the handshake because, you know, I know that was like a really big sore spot for Teddy Atlas. I, I'm sure he would have loved to have, you know, took in Tyson. Continued. You know, the whole way you know so yeah and, and how unfortunate too because of the way mike's life went or whatever you know what i mean but you know hearing that he was only 15 and the girl was 12 again i don't know that they'll say it doesn't make it right whatever but it's like man it's really like kids you know what i mean it's like two kids you know what i mean and it's like but again you know fuck. you know teddy's probably still thinking you know this guy's a thug He's sure still a thug you sure. know like custom models like you know mentoring him and shit like that you know this good yeah. you know I mean, still a thug, you and know? let's talk about that a little bit so mike comes from brownsville brooklyn uh you know people that spot. people that know no super rough you know what i mean yeah obviously the people that you have to look up to are like you know gangsters you know gangbangers people selling drugs because they're the ones that had you know money you know things like that his mom really wasn't around he was really raised by his uh sisters uh you know call it raised or whatever you know what i mean um and uh he talks about how he's lucky he's lucky that he got arrested because when he ended up at the juvenile detention center that's where you know custom auto found him uh custom auto famous uh, uh fight trainer italian yeah, he, guy yeah his biggest guy before mike was floyd patterson mm -hmm. uh that's who he had trained floyd patterson is usually considered uh one of the all-time great heavyweights you know uh so he already had a really great resume he had managed a world champion already uh, I think Floyd was the first guy to have actually won the title twice. Really? Yeah. So that was like a big thing, you know, because no one had ever won the title like two times, you know, nice. or, or something like that, you know. So it was, you know, so he had Floyd already on his resume. So, you know, he saw this guy, you know, this young kid and was like, man, I think I could do something with this kid. Yeah. You know, and at a very, very young age, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, too, like, damn, you, you know, you get him in early and it's like they're a lump of clay to mold you know see, what I mean? in boxing you almost have to start early right that's the thing with boxing is like you kind of have to start off as a teenager you know because if you start by your 20s you're really 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 late you know yeah in your career in boxing so like if you see a lot of these mexican fighters by 25 by the age of 25 they usually have like 
40 fights or 50 fights in yeah a, some <laughs> insane amount you know of fights that they already have approaching so. retirement <laughs> yeah yeah where your body's already beat up no you know shit, that's rough by 33 they look like 43 you know so yeah an interesting thing that one of the uh, speakers and there were several throughout the documentary yeah, said yeah. but it was kind of like man you might think like oh cuss did bad by like not punishing mike and letting him still go to the gym but the uh one of them she says she goes Mike needed to be in the gym because if he wasn't, he was going to be getting into trouble. So it was like, you know, yeah, I can punish him and take the gym away, whatever, which he loved and was responding to. But then what do you get? You know what I mean? Like something else bad. And and at one point he eventually moves him into his home, which they said he had done with other fighters. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can tell that this is like going to be laser focus on this. And again, this is custom auto is part of the Mike Tyson lore. It's almost like yeah, uh, it's always. almost like Elvis and, and the Colonel. The Colonel yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you can't talk about Mike Tyson without custom auto, right? Because everyone also says famously, you know, that his death when Mike was what, right before oh, he right won, before he became yeah, right before he became right before the champion. Became champion. And he this never is saw a, him champ. As yeah, champ, so. this is a guy that told him, uh, "You're going to be the world champion. Yeah. You're going to be yeah. the world champion." Now he did see him win Olympic gold. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So that was yeah. something that Mike Tyson also accomplished. People may may forget about. Yeah, it. sometimes you do forget that that he has that under his resume. Just one or two? Two, I believe. Two two yeah. Olympic gold medals in boxing. I mean, can you imagine? I, I saw, they showed some of that footage. Yeah, too, they did. Which was yeah. like, holy shit! And he really wrecked those guys. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. I mean, this is a guy like it's like watching when like the dream team played other basketball oh, teams yeah. and they just demolished them yeah. because he was razor sharp at that point. That's what I'm saying. Young. So, man, what did he what did he win it at? Double A 18, 19, yeah. he wins a gold medal. Yeah, probably about And he yeah. gets in there and he like, you know, he wails on these guys and maybe you know, it's like holy shit. I mean, like, you know, that's like wow you know uh you knew he was going to be something special and and he was i mean um, yeah because at that time when you're a boxer and winning the gold medal that usually meant okay this guy's special you know mm -hmm. ali won the gold medal he mm -hmm. became what he did george foreman won the gold medal he became big sugar ray leonard won a gold medal he became huge you know so it's always a great big thing when yeah, you US killing it in boxing yeah yeah so awesome. i mean what that's when you know you have someone special you know yeah for sure yeah so i mean uh very famous. I mean, obviously, the man's an amateur and he's going to go pro. Um, so, I mean, he does. And they show a bunch of his yeah. knockouts. Which, and I he mean, starts from the very bottom, you know. Yeah. And just crushes his way to the top. Uh, what does the one guy say? He says that we fought in a bunch of smokers. And he said they were called smokers, which is like what I imagine is like these kind of like I don't know. You even call it like a gym or just like a like little. Like you seen Rocky. Yeah. Like the beginning of Rocky. Right. Yeah. Some place they call it a yeah. smoker because everyone's in there smoking yeah. and it's like one it's spotlight smoke. on the ring. Yeah, and it's just... yeah, you know, it's so funny because uh, Friday Night or Holty Bear is a big fan of the Rocky video game, and you you start out and went in like you start out in the beginning of the game with your fighter in this like it's called like the meat packing district, yeah. and you're just yeah, like yeah, in yeah. like this like VFW type place. You know what I mean? They have that in that, starting uh, it out. King of the Rings too. Oh, that Knockout Kings, Knockout Kings, Knockout, Knockout Kings. Kings. Yeah, that's a great boxing game also. Yeah. Uh, man, and there you know it, guys. Despite all the technical difficulties, we're right up at our first thirty-minute break. <laughs> uh, a few comments in only because, guys, you guys probably lost this, but hopefully, you find your way back to this uh, broadcast. Uh, I'll do another post if I can, and, and let you guys know to move over to this one. Um, but we are talking uh, Mike Tyson, the knockout, great documentary, two parts by ABC. What about an hour each? Double A, forty-five yes. minutes. Yes. Yeah, 45, forty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Very tight, very solid, very well done. A uh, really beautiful opening. This kind of like you know, really melodic music because it really is a tale. Uh, uh, um, you know, an American, um, 
tale of triumph turned tragedy. I mean, you know, so those aspects are definitely there. But uh, guys, thanks for hanging with us through our technical difficulties. Uh, if you joined us on audio, you're going to get probably a lot a lot beefier show. Uh, and if you're just getting to us here on the uh, uh, live version, well, we appreciate you being here on an early edition of Just Another Friday Night here tonight, Just Another Thursday Night, uh, the Strawberry uh, moon uh, causing us all kind of uh, headaches, uh, tonight, <laughs> but uh, nothing as bad as a headache given to you delivered by Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, guys, so give us a second and we'll be right back with you. And we're back, guys. A brief blip, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, talking about the baddest man on the planet. But the great documentary that we watched called Mike Tyson, The Knockout, um, excuse me, uh, on ABC, and it was just, uh, man, a really great watch. So obviously, AA, like, take us through the paces. I mean, like, it starts us out with young Mike getting discovered, like we said, by Cuss, mm -hmm. training mm -hmm. there, losing Cuss, becoming the youngest world yeah, heavyweight so champion. By this point, he's already had, like, 26 fights, 27. I mean, he's just wrecking people. And Trevor Burbick right now, at that point in 86, is the heavyweight king. You know, he has a, a title. He's a heavyweight. He's pretty much seen as a champion mm -hmm. you know larry holmes he's been defeated larry holmes was the dominant heavyweight boxer in the 80s after muhammad ali uh and he just lost his title to michael spinks you know so right now you have like trevor burwick you have michael spinks you know so you have these you know heavyweights and now this guy this guy that's just destroying opponents in first rounds you know and now he finally has his chance at the title and you're like okay burwick's a tall guy he's not without power himself you know trevor burbrick is a good fighter yeah, he looked like a big guy he, yeah. he did have definitely the, the look it did it doesn't last very long tyson just goes in there <laughs> does mike tyson stuff he's bobbing he's weaving you know he's like cm said the footwork is oh, just yeah. there the combinations are hitting he's 20 years old at this yeah, time 20 boy. years old and this guy demolishes trevor burbrick if you don't even know trevor burbrick you've probably seen the knockout plenty of times he hits him right on the temple and Burbick goes down he tries picking himself up he falls mm -mm. down again mm -mm. it's one of those knockouts that you just hope never happens to you he gets up again and he just doesn't know where he's at and mills lane is counting and his yeah. eyes are gone his eyes, mills yeah lane. his eyes are gone and mills calls it off and yeah that's it yeah. man that's the start of micah sent Mike's ascension and dominance of the heavyweight division. He starts right there with Trevor Burrick, the demolishing of Trevor Burrick. One of the people that uh, speaks uh, frequently throughout both parts of the documentary is a uh, you know, famous actress, Rosie Perez. Yeah. Uh, she's from Brooklyn also, so that's probably why they tapped her. But she's also a huge boxing aficionado, so uh, she knows her stuff. And uh, obviously followed probably very closely and was probably a huge fan of Tyson since they came from the exact same part of the, of the country there in New York. Um, so she says, uh, she says this great line right double where she's like, man, bless this man's heart, Trevor Burbick, where his heart wanted him to get up and his mind, but his body was like, no, <laughs> like the man had no legs, right? Double no, like, it was like, man, no, he, it's like I said, it's one of those knockouts that you just hope never happens to you. And it happens. And you're yeah. just like, the, the guy's just falling all over. He tries to get up once he tries to get up yeah. twice. And then on the third time he falls literally through the ropes where it's just like, good night, man. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. like he got his clock cleaned and then there it is like double a said i mean mike gets now uh double a let's talk a little bit about this because 
you know, we say the world heavyweight champion of the world, but there's always, even at this time, there's still the three belts, right? The WBA. Yeah, by this point, it already had split WBC, up. Right? WB, the WBC belt was the dominant belt. The green, that, which is the green was, belt. We always yeah, see, like, Gennady with belt that Before all the governing bodies started coming out, mm -hmm. one came out with the WBA, the other one came out with the IBF. So, Which is the black belt. The IBF is the red. The oh, WBA right. is probably the best looking one, the black one, uh -huh. you know, because it has like a crown, like a little crown on yeah. the top. Yeah. And then the uh, WBC obviously is a green one. Okay. So when you see everyone with the shirts, everyone always seems to have that shirt with the WBC the WBA, belt. WBC belt. Yeah. yeah so, belt. Uh, so yeah. So at this point, it was like you used to have one champion. Now you got like three. So mm -hmm. it's kind of split up now, but you kind of can decide. You can always choose who the main heavyweight is. You know, you can always tell sure. who the number one is. Right. You know, so Tyson now owns a piece of the belt. And again, Michael Spinks has another one, and I forget the other guy that has the other belt. So he takes on, you know, he, he goes through some more people. He beats Larry Holmes. He knocks out Larry Holmes bad by round four. Mm. You know, we're talking about a guy who ruled the heavyweight division for seven years, mm -hmm. you know, and Larry Holmes, the Eastern assassin, you know. Uh, what a great name. Yeah. Great boxing name. And he knocks him out in four rounds, and Holmes is out. He's completely. And what out. belt does he have? Double he one? had at first the WBC, and then he he started having he started wearing the IBF. Okay, you know so. Okay. Uh, so Tyson does eventually take that belt from him. As well, not well. from Holmes. Oh, he, okay. he gets it from another guy, which is pretty much setting up the Michael Spink. Well, at this point, you know, Mike Tyson's already has a belt. From what I understand, Tyson already <laughs> by Michael Spinks, he already has all three belts. Yeah. But Michael Spinks. He was supposed to – they stripped him of the title because he was supposed to defend his title against a mandatory challenger, but he wanted the more money against Jerry Cooney. Mm -hmm. So he took the more money with Jerry Cooney. So the the, the WB or the IBF – I forget which one. They mm -hmm. stripped him of the title. But everyone still sees Michael Spinks as the legit heavyweight Because he wasn't beat. He was the title. He wasn't beat. Yeah, he was separated. Sense. Okay. So it's building to this really great fight. Michael Spinks is undefeated. Mike Tyson is just brutal. Both of these men are both seen as the true heavyweight champ, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Michael Spinks is no slouch. He's always considered one of the greatest light heavyweights ever. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the first guy that made a jump from light heavyweight division to the heavyweight division, and he beat Larry Holmes twice. Again, no small feat. Larry Holmes is super hard fighter to beat. Always. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so man, this fight was huge. Like people forget because it ends so quick, but this fight was huge. Yeah. It was, you know, one of the highest grossing heavyweight fights of all time. And he talks too on the documentary. Yeah, and so you again, get to hear like, from him himself. And again, there is a big part of people that see Michael Spinks as the legit heavyweight king. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it comes in big, big fight, big super fight, big build up, you know. Man, he just demolishes Michael. And again, yeah. Michael is not a slouch. He's usually considered one of the best fighters. But, you know, I mean, Michael, he doesn't look heavy at all. Michael Spinks looks yeah. like he's like 190. Yeah. You know, and it makes me wonder what his like walking around weight was. Like, did he yeah. have to gain weight to go yeah. up? Or? Tyson, like, just Tyson looks like a true heavyweight compared to him. Oh, man. He kills I think Michael Spinks. Titty Atlas says it at one point where he says the way Cuss saw Mike was like, a big hunk of marble yeah. and that he was going to carve out a great fighter out of him. And the man literally did look carved. Like it was like, he he's does. That's what I'm saying. Great ass shape. He looks, his legs broad. are thick. Yeah. His man. arms are big. Oh yeah. You know, he's in that, just that perfect shape. That's why I say he's like the, 
from the 80s, Tyson, that guy is like the perfect wrecking machine. And I have know? to admit, see, it's good that you have – I have double A here, that you all have double A here to tell you about how great Spinks was. Because if you just look at the guy, you might you say – You would yeah. say, man, this guy looks like a, a – this guy with his 80s mustache up against Ike Tyson is about to be – it's about to be short. But that's just you making an assessment without knowing anything. Because uh, when me, I saw it, it yeah, was like, trust me, if oh, we're, shit. If we're watching this live – we would have been super pumped up to see these two guys go at it. Right. Trust me, we would have been. But the records spoke for themselves. They, they were both, they undefeated, were both undefeated, so undefeated. That's always exciting, too. And mean? again, he had made history. He, he jumped the division. Mm-hmm. No light heavyweight had ever won a heavyweight title ever. Right. There had been a few guys that tried to make that jump, and they always lost. Yeah. You know, so for Michael Spinks to do it and then beat Larry Holmes twice, that was that was huge. Yeah. That was voted upset of the year. And that kind of solidifies your name, right? Like that, yeah. like, you know, okay, now yeah. you've done it, so you are legitimate. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, but. Again, Tyson makes short, short, short work, work of it. Just right? like, I mean, everyone, you know, and for about four years, the man reigns as the ultimate fighter, the ultimate champion, the ultimate heavyweight. Yeah. Destroying people, just killing them, killing them bad. Yeah. But then as we see in the documentary, a lot of the dominoes start falling. During this whole time period that he is just carving the heavyweight division, that is just dominating the heavyweight division, you start to see kind of his people kind of go. You know, yeah, right. uh, important people. You know, obviously it started with Cus, but he still had Cus. Still had people still surrounding him. Yes. He still had his people, his wife, his wife, uh, or, or not wife, but his a uh, they call it partner. I guess they the weren't partner, married. Yeah, but he lived in that house. You know, he had his promoter that he mm-hmm. had. You know, he still had his good trainers that really wanted to help Mike. Yeah. And, you know, the promoter guys. I, I forget his name. Right. I I hate myself for not knowing because yeah. it looked like he did Mike wonders. You know? Yeah. They were taking uh, care of his money. They were yeah, taking care of him. They were actually they, taking care of his money. They say it in the documentary, guys, that they were like, these guys would make sure he was at home by nine. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, he wasn't out. Can you imagine uh, being like, you know, a young, you know. You're, at, you're 20, 18, 20, you know, Minority 22. athlete. You come from nothing. You never had fucking a dime. And then you have literally the entire oh my goodness. world. And then did you see his home? Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, for a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, mm-hmm. this guy had a huge fucking house. I think that was the first time I had ever seen his house. Yeah. You know, at, I've never seen, like, the inside of his first home. And, I wonder if that's goodness. the one that later on – or, no, I think he had a home in California <clears throat> later on. There's, there's a famous story where, like, uh, he sold one home. I think it was in California, and that 50 Cent bought it. <laughs> so 50 Cent lived or, or used to live in what was Tyson's old home. Uh, which it said there, there was like some cool stuff still in there or whatever. But uh, but yeah, during this time, you know, okay, so Tyson's exploded. It's Tyson's everywhere. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Tyson, Mike Tyson, Iron Mike, you know, Kid Dynamite, the baddest man on the planet. Yeah, even He's, this guy on my shirt refs some of his fights. Mike on, Tyson's punch Mike out. Tyson's punch you out, know? man. I mean, that's a game right out of yeah. our, our youth that we loved. You know what I mean? And that, that has its own story because – Number one, they said he signed some crazy deal with that with uh, the company that with I think with Nintendo because yeah. that game was put out yeah. like by Nintendo. I think he only made fifty thousand dollars for a game for the game or whatever. You know, a lot of money. You know, yeah, still, and, and, and at know? that time, even more. And, and but, who gets a boxing or a boxing game where you're right. actually the main character? The only know? guys that probably had their names on stuff was like John Elway's football. Yeah. Was that it? Wayne Gretzky, maybe? I maybe mean, like, Michael probably had a game. Yeah, Jordan, maybe, yeah. Jordan know, probably but, had Jordan versus Bird. But again, there had been no boxer for a long time that had captivated audiences that just, right. wow, people wanted to see him. You know, people bought pay-per-views by the, 
you know, by the millions to watch this guy totally, fight. Man. It was truly like an event, like something that you look forward to. It, Remember, it, no yeah. social media, but word no, was out yeah. on this guy is the the new man in town. You know what and I mean? Like I said, just the way he came out, he, this guy would come out with no music. He would come out ready to fight. His gloves, you know, he had maybe a towel on. Yeah, a towel with like, the, like a poncho towel. Yeah. He just come out looking to kill. Like he had that face, like holy mm-hmm. shit! You know? I can't remember what fight it is, Double A, but you remember that famous fight where the guy's moving back and forth, and you just see Mike's eyes darting back yes. and forth on the guy. Yeah. It's like a very cool clip you yeah. can look up and just like you're like, you see, that shit is like intense. <laughs> it's scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's scary, scary, man. I mean, and uh, even you try to be a hard man, you you really do. But golly, when the, when the guy has such a big reputation already, you know, you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I think even Spink says it where he's like, you, you know, I knew I'd seen all the tapes, and I mean, I yeah. knew it's hard to not feel that coming across the way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because you don't know shit, what to you know? expect. You know, the guy hits hard, <laughs> right? You just don't know. Okay, well, how hard is he? Yeah, you know, and then when you get that first punch, you're probably like, "Holy shit!" And the stories are true. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just in height, I mean, he looks shorter than all these guys. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, you're like, "Oh man!" Like you know, if you're if you're a person that thinks like little guy versus big guy. But see, you know, the, that didn't the badass thing about Tyson in the '80s was that this guy would go for your body too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of things heavyweights don't do. And he would break you down bad. Where yeah. he would punch you so hard that you would just lower your hands. You would go like this, mm-hmm. just a little bit more, so, so you uppercut and you. Gut, yeah, and, boom. and that uppercut no. looked like fucking lightning. <sighs> it was so fast. I mean, uh, in the video you posted, Double in the Friday Night Faithful, he misses one, uh, and it just is like it's like a blink. Like it's literally so quick. So quick. Um, and uh, it's funny uh, again to refer back to the other. Uh, not documentary, but like one man show again, the undisputed truth that Mike Tyson does uh, himself. He does this. Uh, he, did you see the part where he brings up the body on the, there's like a screen behind him and it brings up a body of like the method he learned from cuss, like the punching combo. And okay. he has it like the, yes. the head one, yes. two, three, yes. I do screen, remember. Yes. And he's kind of doing the move, the motions. And he's like, he's like head body or no head. Uh, I think he's like crossed. Then he's like uppercut. Then he's like spleen, uh, liver or whatever he does all the motions and it's neat because it's like they do the body up there on the the background and it's numbered where he's supposed to, and he's still throwing the combo at that age or whatever like, they're yeah, like holy shit I mean, like, it worked mm-hmm. you know you don't do something you know that doesn't work you do it that you know keeps working right and man uh, again we just look at those man's fights the oh, golly the way he would just oh no. and it's know? crazy like i'm sure the muscle memory never really went away for yeah. him or whatever but uh but yeah, but obviously, you know, yeah, the, so at the this documentary time, is going to yeah, get into. So at this time, even though he's dominating the world, he's dominating boxing, he's on the level probably of a Michael Jordan at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I would the, agree the with personal that. life starts kind of coming in. You know, he gets sure. into a relationship with, uh, you know, Robin Gibbons. That's the most famous one. Although they big. said he was with other people, too. I guess she was big at that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was on the show Head of the Class. Okay. Uh, I remember seeing her uh, around on, on 80s TV, but uh, – you know, beautiful. You know what I mean. But uh, yeah, they they attached him to uh, Naomi Campbell. Yes. Uh, shit, who was the other big name? It was another uh, a big name that they attached him to at the time or whatever. So you know, and again at this time, guys, the the handlers are gone. They've passed away. Yeah. You know, and, and Don I, King has swooped in. Don King has yeah. swooped in, and I think you guys kind of start to see, 
you know, the literal kind of man child emerging because it's like, well, now the gloves are off. Uh, they talked to his limo driver a lot. The guy, the guy said he only ever drove for one person and it was Mike Tyson. It was pretty much the whole he's again, like a kind of really, you know, cool talking Italian guy or whatever. And, and he's like, Hey man, like uh, now all of a sudden it was like, he could do whatever he wanted. So, you know what I mean? Like when you're not, and again, fighting, you're 20, Two, twenty-three, twenty-four millions of dollars, right? You know, right. and you, the whole world is yours, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it really depends on you how you treat it. You know, right, right. And you know, so his personal life starts making headlines. You know, more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, golly, he starts getting. You know, the first cracks you kind of see yeah. already in the you know Mike Tyson without people kind of looking out for him. Yeah. yeah, and your kind of classic stories start coming out about the their home life and all that, you know, shit that we don't need to know, whatever, because it's it in our fucking like, business. But and it, that's kind of what's funny too is that it looked like when they were doing that interview with Mike, it looked like it was just a one on one, right? And then all of a sudden she gets in in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. and Mike yeah. kind of looks confused. Like yeah, he before she does. even kind of starts talking, he's like, "What the hell?" You know? Right. Well, you know, he does Barbara Walters, right? Because obviously there's nothing but. Uh, you know, controversy and negativity around. So I feel like this light's uh, distracting me here. Uh, but I mean, it, it looked like it was just like a a, a simple little piece, be too much. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it looked like it was going to be a simple interview, just a you know. Yeah. And she comes in, and, and obviously Barbara Walters is going to ask the tough questions, and like, hey, the wife wanders in, and hell, even the uh, producer. They talked to the producers at the time, and they're like, even we were shocked that it took that turn. She asked Mike, you know, do you hit your wife? He said, no. He's like, I, I have a temper, and I, and I get angry. They I even like he said, like he does this, right? He shake you know, her, yeah, grab her by the arm. He's like, I, I, I might have shaken her. What did he see? She is, she is pretty fucking small she looked like she only yeah. weighed like 100 maybe not even yeah. that especially compared to him you know what i mean yeah you know which is its own dynamic in its way and, and i don't want to spin it one way or the other because you know we don't know, you we know, don't know. nobody knows whatever but she comes in mm-hmm. and pretty much just paints a really bad look on tyson bad and tyson looks just ast- astonished he i mean he looks bad he looks like like what the hell? <laughs> like, he yeah. doesn't know where all this stuff is coming from, and he just has that look throughout. The, he doesn't say nothing, right? But he has that look on his face, like what the fuck's going on? Yeah, to almost anger. To <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't even see that. But I just saw like bewilderment, Maybe embarrassment, right? Yeah, embarrassment. You know what I mean? Because even the producers were like, "Man, we didn't expect the interview to take yeah. this turn at all." Because they even said. They show them like walking around the grounds of the house, like yeah, talking. They look and, happy. And, yeah, they're hugging <laughs> each other, and it goes. They go, man. We got the impression that, like, though they might have had their difficulties, it was nothing more than what any couple has. And that when behind closed doors, you know, they they in, a young again, couple, right, right. You, you know, know what I mean? But nothing that's like you know whatever. Well, then it's almost like Robin Givens uses this opportunity. Barbara Walters is sitting on her fucking couch, and the cameras are rolling to just kind of start saying all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that pretty much he does hit her and that, you know, he's, he's, he's a manic depressive. And like, it's like, man, like, uh, you know, they talk to so many people in the documentary that are kind of like, man, you don't uh, put your fucking husband on blast like that. Or you just like 
say all this shit. It's you know kind of I mean? like almost like she wanted like a public opinion to be on her side because right. if she did divorce him, you know, right. it would look good for her. And I, and I hate to say it, but that is very much the picture it's, that I got as well. I know what's going on, you know, kind of not straight away too much, but it's kind of looking like that with the Johnny Depp thing, you know, kind of like that, you know. Right, right. Where, you know, you kind of, you, you set it up to get this pre- uh, disposition of so quote unquote the public or whatever and then i thought they were going to bring it up but they didn't which they did talk about undisputed you know is that you know he came home and he found her with the guy yeah you know and they were driving out quick like you know before he could try to come home but he stopped them yeah you know and it turned out to be brad pitt turned you know, out to be before brad, pitt. brad yeah. pitt was anything i guess he was on that show too and yeah it's kind of really hit he implies heavily <laughs> that that she was cheating on him with Brad Pitt. You, you know, what's so funny is that they show, uh, you know, he puts up a picture of Brad Pitt in the yeah. Undisputed Tree. Yeah, he does. And, and it's this young, young Brad Pitt. Because yeah, you know that's what where I mean? he would probably know him from. I yeah. mean, but can you imagine? Like, I mean, I'm sure Brad Pitt even then knew who her fucking oh, husband was. Yeah. No, he does. He he goes like, you know, and he does a really good break, break Brad Pitt impression. He's like, <laughs> oh, no, not the face. You yeah. know, please, please. You know, like... <laughs> Like he's scared. Like the way Mike described it, Brad Pitt was like scared shitless. I like, mean, holy shit! You know? Yeah, because I, he, again, you have the heavyweight champion at this time. The heavyweight champion was considered like, wow, this is the guy. You do not want to get into a fist fight with the world heavyweight champion. No, <laughs> you know? I mean, and at the, if you're Brad Pitt's age at that time, you've been watching this guy yeah. destroy fucking yeah. grown men, and you're like this skinny this actor guy. This ain't Tyler Durden. Okay, this is Brad Pitt. Okay. This isn't even this isn't even stuntman Brad Pitt from Once, from Upon, a Once Time Upon a Time that, yeah. that beats up Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah, no. I don't think so. No. You don't want those fucking problems. So you know what? I'm gonna go out on the limb and say this double A. I don't think he was cheating. Maybe he was just running lines with her because I don't think Brad Pitt would be that fucking stupid. Like that's a suicide death wish, brother. Yeah, Are you? Ki- I would. I'd be like, no, we're not going to your house. No. we will run lines at the studio or right. some shit. Do you know so, who your husband is? Yeah, I'm not trying to fucking die at that yeah. man's at that time yeah. when he was a legit true fucking killing guys i yeah. mean shit who's the, who's the guy they show over and over again double a he was a fighter right that he fucking broke his face and all that the eye socket the swollen eye he was another oh, fighter man. that he fought uh and that tyson was like man this guy sucked you know what i mean like i beat I his forgot. ass and yeah, i beat like, him I again forgot. yeah oh then, i think it was bruno yeah, yeah, that's like Bruno. That, that might have been him. He he's like a big English fighter, and that guy no, always no. showed up. That was him. it. Was the other guy with the uh, with the Jerry curl? He had a little bit of the Jerry curl hair. Oh, that dude. That oh, guy. I don't know that guy. Yeah, that was like a scrub guy. That was some scrub, whatever. But they had several confrontations, and they showed this guy's face like literally <laughs> fucking broken. Which Mike also broke his hand punching him because this was like outside of the ring or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, just uh, crazy shit. So that pretty much. That's so what this is what's going on while he's dominating the heavyweight division. This whole the personal life stuff starts right. starts coming around, right. and you know it's he's starting to become more and more loose loose cannon, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so, he's uh, he's um, you know, it's just a downward spiral, man. The shit with her, you know, they say that one day they were throwing her shit out of the house. Yeah, yeah. That he was just throwing a lot of shit. It wasn't just her shit. It was just like everything, like. I think it was that driver. Yeah, that they were the like, driver. let's just 
throw shit out of here. And yeah. that became like a big incident. That made news. There was never know? not cameras on him. They even talk about one day he was doing one of his runs at 4 a.m. And this oh, is the, right. you know, that yeah. he, he threw the Walkman at the paparazzi guy who made a lawsuit, of course. Because everyone's trying to fucking get a piece of this guy or whatever. And, and uh, because now you're like, okay, this is something that we, the news, can go after. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is something that we like. We like to see when the guy starts, even though he becomes successful. We like to see him get pissed off, you know, yeah. and, and do crazy shit, which is weird. It's yeah. weird that we're like that in America that, you know, when one person is very successful, we kind of always want to see the, the bad sides yeah. of that person. You, you know, know, what's so funny is that in, in watching this stuff, that made me think about, you know, uh, I thought about Chadwick Boseman a little bit where I was like, man, like how fucking awesome for him that, you know, at Black Panther when it was out, it was like him at his top at the top. Yeah. Could have been easily, you know any little thing they could have latched on, but it never happened for him. So, I mean, like, I think that's so great. You know what I mean? Like, not, again, not that, not that it, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion, the opinion of CM Chuck here, you know, that it was necessarily all Tyson's fault or whatever, because, you know what I mean? Like I said, it was like almost like um, the fates weren't allowing for him to continue to grow into being possibly the greatest fighter of all time. Because he lost everyone that really cared about him, uh, you know, that had around him. And a trainer is huge. Mm -hmm. And once you get rid of your good trainers, you can see the quality uh, of your fighting go down or go up. It it just really depends. Well, what about 2AA, you know, the guy, you know, again, if you watch this, guys, you'll see kind of what a man-child Mike is. I'm not saying he doesn't know right from wrong or whatever. What I'm just saying is, Look, is that... guys, if, if we're 23, 24, we're multimillionaires that everyone catered to, we probably would have a huge fucking ego ourselves. Yeah. And, and probably do a lot of bad stuff ourselves. Right. And, and how about this? What if, let's say this, what if he did love Robin Givens and thought that this was his loving, trusting wife? So. She, and then she, she was just... very good looking. She was a yeah. really good looking woman that you could hang on to right know? right and maybe he thinks oh this is going to be the next person in my life that's going to take care of me and actually look out for me or whatever and then like on barbara walters she fucking Just, turns no, on him you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. it's like a it's like a knife in your back and that's that's the face that i got double a for it was like just dumbfounded like that's like, what I'm saying. What? It's embarrassment. Like, don't found it. Deer in headlights look, man. Like, you just don't ex- you're not supposed to expect that from your partner. Right. You know? Right. You know what I mean? Like saying this is – and, you know, like I said, say what you want. That some people say that, you know, maybe Mike, you know, is not smart or whatever. But it seemed to me that it was clear as day that he understood the ramifications of what was happening in that moment. Yeah. You know, it just continued for their relationship to spiral out of control. Yeah, and they – she longer. eventually files for divorce. And I think, you know, they kind of talk about she takes a lot of the money. You know what I mean? Of course, that was good. He, her mother, their mo- her mother was living with them. Yeah, of course. And she was fucking obviously in it to win too, you know. So so then that happens. So that's like a negative. And then the next thing is the kind of major one, uh, right, Double A, the, the pageant and all that. Well, first, uh, was it before? No, it's after. It's after what obviously was the biggest upset. Yeah, it's after. You know? yeah. Uh, oh, it's right around that time actually. Oh, I because think. that that happens pretty quick. He gets a you know arrested right after pretty, that yeah. fight. So, yeah. So you know, again with all the handlers down, he's still dominating, but it's not as good. And you know, he you know he gets next contender is Buster Douglas. Uh, you know, a name everyone in boxing knows. You know, not this not necessarily because the guy's good. 
just because it becomes the biggest upset in boxing history. Mm-hmm. Now, Buster Douglas, you know, they said that when he was on that he could actually have been a really good heavyweight. But, you know, he's just one of those fighters that never really took, you know, anything seriously. Yeah. But, you know, this is a chance against Mike Tyson. So he trains super hard. You know, he starts, you know, moving, boxing, you know, Tyson gets too much. He said he wasn't even training. Wasn't training, just partying, staying out till two, three in the morning. You know, because he figured he's like, oh, you know, this dude, he's just a journeyman, you know? Yeah. And they said everyone thought that it was going to be in the bag. Like, it was like, oh, we're going to get to watch Tyson, like, knock another guy out. There is a little controversy, though, and there's not too many people that talk about it, but he does knock down Buster Douglas. Yeah. And there's, it does say that he's he is down for like almost ten seconds, but for whatever reason they don't count. Yeah, because even if the referee doesn't count, there's always someone on the outside that's supposed to be starting to count once a, once a guy's down. There's always you know one and two, and then when the referee comes in, that's when you know he's supposed to tell the referee, okay, we're at four, five, you know, six. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like a long count. He even counts in the undisputed and the undisputed truth. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know that at all. I didn't know that either because a lot of people. The- kind of really gloss over yeah it's not know? in the documentary but mike brings it up and he says it was in the eighth and he shows the video and he counts and the audience starts to count with them and they yeah. get up to 13 it's a yeah. he goes i did knock him out and down in the eighth and it was a thir- 13 second count which i'm like man what a change that would have been to fucking history because that yeah. that now he probably felt like he was losing in his personal life and now he's lost in his professional life well not just that too but okay so okay so that maybe he should have won, right? Mm-hmm. But Buster is kicking his ass. This is the first time you know anyone's actually you know landing punches on Tyson. Right. I mean, he just does not look good in this fight. And yeah. Buster is tearing him up. He's using the reach mm-hmm. like a classic big man. Yeah, he's using the reach to keep him at bay. He's just fucking laying into him, laying into him until we get to the tenth round where Mike's. You know, he's he looks bad. And by the tenth round, he looks terrible. Yeah. And Buster finishes him off, man. He gives him a nasty combo and knocks him out. You know, and Tyson, you know, loses his mouth guard and that's that famous, you know, where he's all like trying you know, to find trying it. Trying to find it. He puts it. He in his probably would have made and, the count had he had not gone for the, the mouthpiece. I don't know. He you looked know? out of it. He did know? look and, pretty beat up. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Buster becomes the undisputed champion, man. Yeah, and th- one of the things they said in the documentary that we watched again, uh Mike Tyson, the knockout on ABC. Sorry, I got an itch, guys. Just, I know this is not looking good on camera, but um, is um, that Buster Douglas lost his mom right before, and that he was going to use this to draw from, like this was going to be for his mom, and so it's like, damn, you know, the the card draw swinging in the other kind of way or whatever, like behind it the was, scenes. But you know, know what? Uh, I mean, it wasn't too long after that. He, you know, it's Holyfield. He challenges Holyfield. Buster Douglas and Holyfield knocks his ass out oh, like yeah. in four rounds. Yeah, so Buster say. Douglas is not by any means a great boxer, anything, you know. Right. Uh Evander takes care of him yeah. quick. Yeah. You know, so. uh, they talked to Buster Douglas in the documentary as well. They do, so which I was like, hear, okay, cool. Get to you hear know? directly from him. Cool, and, cool. You know, he seemed pretty proud. Made it sound like it was his, it? Uh, that was the biggest sure. ups- that's still yeah. the biggest upset. They they talked to other people too throughout the in the video and they say, you know, literally the shot heard around the world. People yeah. were calling other people to spread the word by phone. No social media guys, and 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 it gets out there that like, man, Mike Tyson's been knocked out. Uh guys, we're right up against our second break. So let's take that break real quick and continue the conversation about Mike Tyson, the knockout with you guys on just another Thursday night. Uh Early edition. edition. <laughs> <laughs> 
So thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, we are back here again, and we're talking uh, more people popping in. Ken, you know how we do it here on uh, normally on a Friday night, but tonight on a Thursday night for our second week in a row uh, due to summer obligations and and uh, uh, for double A dad duties. Um, but uh, guys, we're talking tonight about the great documentary that we watched again. Like I said, the, the knockout, uh, Mike Tyson, the knockout on ABC, two parts. It, it focuses on his fight career, but it also focuses quite a bit on, on you know, both, on it, both. both the personal yeah. and the professional, life. the personal and yeah. the professional. So we're right up at the point where he's now lost. Yeah. So now you know, now it's a comp- like you know he's you know he's winning fights again, and it's kind of getting close to Holyfield, mm-hmm. the big showdown. And it's funny because there is a poster that Ray has. Mm-hmm. Where it was already advertising Mike Tyson event or Holyfield that was going to be the big fight, and then that's when that whole event happened, uh, right. which I didn't even know there was an event like that. It was like a, a like an all black uh, event. I, I forgot what it's called. Almost like a convention, but it but was it's when like the... superstars here, like major major names are yeah. at this place. You know, Will Smith is there. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson is there. You know, uh, Spike Lee. I, believe was there yeah you know just huge huge names i mean the way i thought about it was pretty much like a convention but that celebrated like all of the um african-american yeah, influentials yeah. at the time yeah. so if you were i guess big in music like movies jesse, tv jesse jackson yeah was jesse there, jackson was you know, there so. yeah i think uh al sharpton al sharpton yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah pretty yeah. much everybody was yeah. there but this was a thing that happened to happen in indianapolis and uh, there was also a, uh, like a Miss Black America beauty pageant that was going on. So lots of beautiful girls there. And there's lots of footage of Tyson hanging around these girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to mention one thing also though, that happened um, that he mentioned. And again, and we watched the, uh, in my in my prep, I watched uh, <clears throat> Mike Tyson's Undisputed Truth uh, directed by Spike Lee. I think it was on either HBO Max or Prime. One of those two. It's on one of those two. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, but, it. Uh, he says that uh, shortly after the Doug, the the Douglas loss, that his sister Denise died, and that she was one of the main uh, you know prominent female figures in his life that helped kind of raise him in the absence of his mother, who who was you know had issues with drugs and and a bunch of other things. I mean, she just was not really there for him raising them or whatever. So she died. Uh, so you know, again, the kind of trend continues of anyone that maybe had any chance of bringing Mike out of the things that he was in, he's losing them. You know what I mean? So it's like, that sucks, whatever. But anywho, back to this event in Indianapolis and the, you know, the, the yeah, I mean, there's just like eye candy everywhere. He's sure. just like, wow. You know, I mean, again, he, this guy has an aura about him. He's a heavyweight champion, you know, or, you know, he was, and you know, he's just a big name. He's Iron Mike. Yeah. You know, I mean, you couldn't get anyone bigger at this event probably than Mike Tyson. No. You know, not at that time. And I guess he's pretty vulgar in what he says. You know, I mean, everyone says that he was like, you know, he pointing at him and says, "I want to fuck you, I want to fuck you, I want to fuck you." You know, uh, you know, they're all like, you know, giggling, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, then apparently he catches the eye of like that eighteen-year-old, you know, Desiree, right? And they show like a picture where he's like with him. It's like a big group picture, and you know she's like looking at him, like all yeah. like, lovingly. Yeah, you know she's kind of got her focus on him for sure. Um, you know, and I don't know. They say he grabs people. You know, kind of grabs their asses. You know, you know right. all this stuff. But you know, Desiree, something about her really attracts it to him. You know, this they, is like the early nineties, right? Yeah, Double yes, yeah, and you know, you know they go out, and you know apparently, you know that's where. 
you know, he rapes her later that night. You know, apparently she said she didn't want, you know, that's all she wanted was just a night out with him. You know, he was, he, you know, he's like, you know, I'm expecting, you know, we need to have sex, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, you actually hear a phone call, you know, I want to report a rape, you know, and, you know, who did it, you know, and everything. No, <laughs> I don't want to cast aspersions, but I probably will. Uh, so, you know, the, the, this is a part, and I wrote down some questions that I wanted to ask Double A since we both watched the the documentary separately or whatever, you know. But but from everything that is they document that everything was consensual, even like into entering the room. Then it's just them two. Then it becomes her word against his, and she says the rape. Now they play the nine one one call, um, and again, I'm just gonna put this out there. It didn't it sound calm, right? very calm, no crying, very clear, very like... I thought so too. That was a little bit weird to me. You know I, I, mean? I thought so too. And again, I don't know. We, no one knows No, you know what happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe he did. You know, mm -hmm. who knows? But I mean, the call was very calm. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know. I, and then there's the... The, the, the documentary does do, I think, a fair job of trying to talk to different people that were around the event at the time they talked to one gal that was like she's the one kind of telling you all the stuff double a said about how mike was and the things he was saying then they say that there was another a uh, woman who they didn't talk to but it's like known that she says that she was friends with this desiree the one that the accuser and that and that um she told her she was like this guy's dumb you saw what uh robin Givens got out of him you know what i mean like you know um, all you got to do is say this or whatever, say he did this to you or whatever. And so it sounds like, but you then, know. you know, you have other people saying that, no, Desiree wasn't like that. You know, she was a very sweet girl, mm -hmm. 18 year old girl, you know? So right. I, again, I, you know, you just don't know. <laughs> and I know. And, and then they even show clips of like, she gets interviewed later on. Right. Double A. Uh, like they show the old interview. Yeah, the old she interview. declined to do it. She didn't interview which, in this one. Yeah. You know, I don't blame her. You know, what, right? What that did happen. Right. You know? But and even in that interview, and again, I know it always seems like she's calm. Very I, I don't know nonchalant about it. Not like it's like. I mean, I imagine that that is extremely traumatic, and that you um, would just, you know the mere memory or mention of it would just, you know, and again, people react differently. People yeah, deal with again, trauma yeah, differently, yeah. but either way, um, and it's so funny because there's kind of a contrasting comment that happens earlier in the, in the documentary, there's a gentleman talking and he says, uh, you know, this is when Mike's on his rise, the meteoric rise. And he says, you know, um, three black men ruled the world at that time or whatever, or you can even say three men ruled the world at that time. And he goes, it was uh, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Mike Tyson. He goes, it was just about which, which Mike you wanted to be. And uh, it was a very cool comment. Well, then later, you know, um, Tyson has a trial. He gets a shitty lawyer uh, that Don King, by Don King. Don King hires. This guy's like a tax attorney. He's not even. He's not a real lawyer. He's uh, not a real yeah. trial lawyer. It's funny. <clears throat> Mike makes a joke in the uh, Undisputed Truth. Where he's like, he's like, fuck. He hires me this tax attorney. He's like, I need him now. He's like, where's that guy at now? He's like, now I'm in the tax trouble, yeah. you know. But uh, it doesn't get him a lawyer that you would need for this rape trial. And who knows what Don King was thinking? You know, maybe he was holding some vendetta. Against Tyson, who Shit. knows? Because I think you know they were, because I think it shows in the doc that they were starting to have problems themselves. Yeah, right before this trial, and I think Donkey even says like supposedly that, oh, now now you need me, 
you know, yeah, and, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll help you, you know, yeah, and not only that, too, but you know, part of me thinks maybe Don King just was like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I know this guy, I'll get a cheap rate from him or whatever, yeah. saving a book. But my other part says, like, as greedy as that motherfucker was, like, why would you let your cash cow go to jail? Like, like, damn, I'm Don King, because, like, that's pretty fucking dumb. Well, of honestly, you. I think because their relationship was going downhill. That would make sense. And he was probably like, okay, let me try to make this guy look good. So then when he comes out of jail, people are going to want to see this guy again. Yeah. And I'll be there for him. Yeah. Because he does go back into money. Don King's arms yeah. afterwards. And I'll, be, I'll make even more money on his comeback fights. Shit. That's I wouldn't be surprised if you was already thinking like that already. That's pretty fucking diabolical. I mean, that, you know. Don King is not a good person. No. Don King, you know, he... he if he you, killed some man. He killed a man yeah, himself. Yeah, beat you know, him to death. They talk about that yeah. in the in the yes. documentary. This guy ripped off Muhammad Ali. You know, this guy ripped off Roberto Duran. You know, probably Chavez. You know, he ripped off Tyson. You know, I mean, this guy was and still alive to this day, huh? And still alive, still yeah. kicking. You know, and it's even funny because he even has like a cameo in the Devil's Advocate where he's friends with the fucking devil. <laughs> you know? I'm sure he was like, "Yeah, I'll do that scene. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't care how that plays out. Fuck it, how yeah, that looks. Yeah, I, I mean, fucking forgot about yeah, that. So, like, I, they're I, at a Roy Jones fight. Yeah, they're at a Roy Jones, and he Title sees, fight. you know, Al Pacino, you know, is supposed to be the devil, and he sees him, and they all embrace, like, like, yeah, I've made a deal with him before, and he's been a good friend to me. Isn't there another story about him supposedly being <clears throat> shot in the head yes, and living yes, through that? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Rarely on this show do we just say someone is a straight up bad person. But. So you know the the whole court thing is going, and he even gets Custom Auto's partner. She goes with Tyson a few times, yeah, she you does. know. And each time Mike would leave the courtroom, you can just see his face. It's just more and more where you can see where he's losing. He knows he's losing. Yeah. He's not having a swagger, a, a confident swagger. This guy is like no. Fuck, I'm going to jail. Like yeah. he has, he has that look. Like if any of us were, <laughs> we're about to go to jail. Like we're going to jail. Like you it's know? already like a done deal. Because yeah. he also says not only does he have the shit lawyer, but they talked about the jury, and I do think that this is a factor because although it was a black man and a black woman, they talk about like the jury was primarily white. I don't think that they did again, very good remember, jury selection. Remember, fairness. I think a lawyer is the one that kind of picks. Well, right. Yeah, they, have, they do have a say in yes, the jury selection. Even, you know, it does their jury duty. They'll pick the people that they want, you yeah. know, so. And at this time, people are protesting, and they're there yeah, for Mike. I was really support. surprised. Yeah. I was really surprised how much support he had from women and mm, men. Women I and mean, men. Golly, mm. it was a lot of support. For Mike Tyson. Uh, again, I think that there is an aspect of, you know, again, I want to say the man-child thing or whatever, and maybe kind of lured into a bad situation. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, he's already kind of early in his later 20s, I would imagine. Sure. So Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, we all know how the story goes, guys. Mike gets uh, convicted. convicted. Uh, so he is a convicted rapist and, uh, he goes to jail. He gets sentenced to, I think, six years. Six years. He does three. He serves three. And then, um, when he gets out, excuse me, it's, uh, you think he's going to get away from Don King? The, no, he's right there waiting to pick up Mike. <laughs> well, he really, he really doesn't have anyone else though, right? Though, he doesn't. He just... So, I mean, Don King comes, he's like, Hey, you know, you want, I can make you money real quick. Okay, I need money. You know, let's go. Yeah. You know, so and they talked about like while he was in jail, he became a Muslim, which right played pretty heavily. I don't know if he's still into that. I don't you know, he doesn't really show it like he used to. Yeah. You know, you can always tell when he used to, you mm -hmm. know. 
And, you know, his comeback fights, you know, uh, they start bringing those on. People are still interested. I remember that very first one, right? I remember, yeah. like, it was uh, the, the yeah. Italian guy, right? The, the white dude. Uh, Kevin McNeely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Irish, then. Irish is what it was. Yeah, and everybody was like, man, is he still going to have it? It was, like, a big deal. That's what I'm saying, yeah. They were, they were like, wow, it's crazy. They are like, we don't know if a guy that had been convicted of rape and came out today would have that same effect like that. No. You know, and they, they make a point. Like, when Tyson came out, it was like a hero's welcome. Like, like yeah. a free man had just came out almost. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah, so we start to come back. We start the second fight, you know, the second ra- uh, rounds of boxing. He's doing very well. He wins the titles back. He wins, like, two titles back real quick. Mm-hmm. And finally, we're getting the showdown between him and Evander. Finally, this big right. match that was supposed to have happened in the early 90s. Yeah. Now it's going to happen. You know, and it's for, like, belts. You know, I think Evander has one. Tyson has one. So, you know, finally, it's going to happen. And, man, Evander beats him with that first one. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> You like know, a clear, clear victory. He victory. gets it. He scores a TKO in the eleventh round over Mike Tyson. You know, so what do you attribute it to? Double A was it well, just? You, you know, I have forgot though that they had said, and it kind of jogged my memory that Holyfield could be a dirty fighter. The buddy, <laughs> a lot of times the headbutts, yeah. the elbows. You know, yeah. I have forgot about all that reputation that you know Evander had. <laughs> so you know, it could have you know frustrated Mike. Sure, you know, yeah. but I mean, again, you know, he's not. Mike Tyson from 87, 88. This is right. Mike Tyson just coming in and wanting to beat him. And Evander's too good of a fighter for you just to come in like that. Yeah. Just swinging. I'm sorry. He's just too good. And yeah. You can see the punishment he dealt on Mike that first fight. Right. <laughs> you know, he beat Mike. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. clear. He would have needed that tighter training yeah. to maybe. Yeah. They thought by this know. point, which I was going to surprise that they're like, Evander's washed up. Which hmm. I was already surprised that they were saying that by that time. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, they're like, this is a clear victory for Tyson. Evander's old. He's washed up. He's had too many battles, you know, with, with you know, with his body, with the Riddick Bow trilogy and, mm-hmm. you know, the Michael Moore and the George Foreman, you know, all those fights. Yeah. You know, and I was like, wow. Okay. So they're already like saying Evander was like old and gone. And yeah, he just shocked people. Yeah. You know, so then we get the immediate rematch because the first one is so successful. You yeah, know, such a money maker. I'm sure. That you know, it was like, okay, you know, let's do you know two. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it sounds like it's the same thing. Holyfield's kind of doing the, you know, the kind of like when they're holding, you know, bumping, mm-hmm. you know, Mike's head. Mm-hmm. You know, they show the, the elbow probably. You know, splits him kind of early, yeah. right? Yeah, because I mean, you can do so many things when you're clinch up. I mean, you can elbow the dude. You know, you can bump him, move your head. <laughs> yeah, that fucking messes with you, man. So Tyson gets frustrated and. He does what no one has ever done before, and he fucking takes a big old bio Evander's ear and fucking rips it off and spits it out, Oof. you know. And yeah, I mean, just that's the start really of the whole down like downfall of Tyson right here. Maybe the one of the wildest moments in like all yeah. of sports. Tyson, right? like they have like a great picture of like Holyfield where like he's like he jumps out like where he's in like so much pain, you know. Yeah. Holyfield, you Is know, he and, fucking. And I mean, seeing that chaotic scene that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all their security and like everybody floods the ring and it was like fucking insane. And then like, you know, I mean, it was totally wrong. Yeah. 
You don't do that. I mean, everyone but, I mean, is like, man, it's a disgrace. You, you know? know, yeah. Like, everyone got on that real quick, though, too. I don't know. I mean, biting I, someone's ear off, though. I mean, God, I know. Please. It is. It's super awful. I, I guess it's so hard with this documentary because there's so much that you get to know about Mike that makes you feel sympathetic towards him. And then it's like he's like, what well, he does in a heinous act. And then it's, multi, I mean, obviously multiple heinous acts because of the conviction on the rape thing. But it's like, it's like man, it's like... um. It's like when you're down, you're down. Not that I expect anybody to fucking have any sympathy on it, but of course, like all the media just they tear him up so bad or whatever, you know. And they show him talking in the back. Jim Gray is there, right? And he's like, "Why'd you do it? Why'd you?" And he's like, "Don't you see my fucking?" Yeah, he, he's like, like, like he's like living, you know? and he's like, you know, the mother, you know, he's like, he keeps headbutting me, he keeps troubling me, you know. Dirty, which, which yeah. and again, I don't want to pass blame, but I mean, like, is it the, the ref's job to kind of stop that stuff? Double sure. A, like, and be like, but hey, again, you can be real sneaky as a boxer, sure, do all yeah, that sure, stuff, sure, you know? sure, sure. I mean, I definitely think so because sometimes that stuff's happening and I'm not seeing it. I'm like, when did exactly. he when did he get cut? Exactly. And I'm like, oh, there must have yeah. been a butt in the clinch or whatever, you know. Like, I mean, that's part of boxing, Mike shouldn't have reacted that way at all, but you know what I mean? Uh, he did, and again, like double A said, that was a true that. At that point, it was like he didn't give a fuck anymore about being the bad guy. He's like, I'm the bad guy, and that's yeah. And then that's it. when he pretty much starts accepting that. You know, they show the interviews where he's just going off on people, and, yeah. You know, cussing all over a storm, and it's just controversy after controversy. You know, they they talk about you know the when it's building up to Lennox, you know, about eating you know his heart and his kids. Right. Is this know. around the time he gets the tattoo? Yeah. The famous, yeah. and he yeah. talks about it in his uh, undisputed truth. Uh, yeah, he didn't like he, looking at his face or something. Like yeah. Jim Gray says, like, why you get the tattoo? And he's like, I didn't like looking at my face anymore. Right. And then he says, uh, he says, he was like, uh, I call it uh, PT uh, post-tattoo. He's like, because my life is like in two parts, like pre-tattoo and post-tattoo, <laughs> yeah. which is super funny, you know what I mean, to hear him say that. And he he also says no, and he's like, oh, it's, just fucking, it's my fucking face, and I do what I want with it. I just do what I want. I got a tattoo. Like, to him, he said it really wasn't that big of a fucking deal or whatever, but it made everyone be like, he's nuts, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, shit. If anything, I'm more like he had the Mao Zedong tattoo, and all. he had some yeah, other yeah, controversial tattoos. Yeah. It was like that's the one y'all are focused on. But I mean, I guess it's on your face. But it's like, what the fuck else is he doing? It's not like he's gonna go get a job at fucking Starbucks or whatever. So, yeah. So that happened. Yeah. So it's like every now everything he, he loses fight. his license, right? Yeah. To box to yeah. box. He can't box anymore. And that was a big deal too because Lennox were really wanted to fight him, and they had to go like Memphis, yeah, to host that fight because there's a few places that were not sanctioning Tyson at all. Yeah. You know, Vegas wasn't doing it. New York wasn't doing it. So yeah. Memphis was like, yeah, we'll do it. You know. Shit, and I'm sure Texas would have done it too. It'd well, been like, yeah, pretty damn come sure. on in. Yeah, but, you know, it's just controversy after controversy interviews, uh, the pre-fights, you know, the when he goes, you know, when him and Lewis are standing and it's dark and he just gets off his podium, yeah, that's pretty damn scary because I don't know if you could really see Tyson, right. you know, and, you know, him and Lewis are going at it, you know. Well, everything. especially at this point, too, because you have to kind of imagine, like, after he's done that to Holyfield, you're thinking to yourself, like, is this man like unhinged? Is like, crazy, is he, you know? you know, although I did like, cause there is that uh, part of me, the, the, the wrestling promoter in me is like, 
I like the I'll eat your children thing because you want a guy to talk trash. Because didn't Lewis have a great comeback, which is like, you're going to eat my lefts and rights instead? Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, does. yeah, like these guys are yeah. talking shit. Like, yeah, that's like. Lewis was never afraid of this. Oh, I know, man. And he's. He was never intimidated so, by Tyson. So clever and so sharp. Just sharp as an individual, right? Sharp yeah. looking, man. Like, yes. I mean, you know, Lennox Lewis, like you're that's what I'm saying. Like, I miss British. Lennox. Like, when I saw the dude again, I was like, man, I miss this dude. Yeah, I need to go with this YouTube highlights of the man or whatever. But uh, yeah, I remember him being. Being enjoyable. I mean, like you know, not necessarily a knockout artist, but oh, but when I mean, he wanted you know, to, he oh right, he, he had could. power and he was big yeah. and into imposing. I mean, like just a, a again a very uh regal about him. Like you're like man, I miss like that kind of guy being yeah. amongst the I heavyweights. You know what I mean? Like man, it'd be like a good but yeah. He's a just, good villain too. <laughs> by this point, it was just super off class. I mean, Lennox yeah. was oh, man by far. Right. Just so yeah. much better. And it's funny because, like, Emmanuel's, like, going crazy on Linux. Like, he's got to knock him out quick, you know. You remember Emmanuel? He's just, like, going crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the corner, like, stop, you know, stop playing with this motherfucker. You know? Right. I do remember that. And yeah. yeah. I mean, Ty, he's plays with Tyson until he finally, like, okay, I've had enough. And he knocks him down. Yeah. You know? Do you remember the poster? It was cool because it yeah. was Lewis yes. Tyson. And they had highlighted is on in yeah. their last name. Yes. And I was yes. like, man, that's great promoting, yeah. too. Like, and I was again, like, that was, but it like, got you hype. And again, it was a big fight. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Was another super mega fight. Yeah. So even though Tyson had all this bad stuff around him, all of his fights always generated oh, I mean, millions of dollars. Let's be honest, Double Those things even yeah. pumped it. It made even a non-boxing fan want to watch it. Because yeah. what's he going to do next? You know yeah. what I mean? Is he going to bite this guy too? Yeah. I mean, or whatever, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, and again, like, I mean, like I said, it's just perfect. I mean, even the names, they're names in boxing. Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson. I mean, it's like, damn, yeah, the fight sells deal. itself. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, so that's awesome. So he loses clearly to Lewis. Um, yeah, and then he has some more, but, you know, like the last fight, you know, he pretty much says that, you know, <laughs> he tells Jim Gray after the fight, I, I don't have it anymore. I don't have the I don't heart. I don't have the anymore. heart. I don't have the fire anymore. I'm done. I'm retiring. And it's funny because uh, somebody in the documentary says, they go, usually your people tell you yeah. when it's over. He goes, but here he just told the world himself. Yeah, was like, like, no. I wasn't in it no more. So, so, you know, and it's kind of cool too. Before even this too, like after the Lewis fight, you know, they show him in the back where he's having his son. He's holding his son. Yeah. Uh, Miguel. He's yeah. holding him. You know, it's right after a fight. You know, he's like, because you can tell the cuts right around his eyes. And he's just yeah. like that. And it's like, huh. You know, it looks like at that moment, it was like, after everything was said and done, it was like, okay, that, that, he was probably thinking that might be my last big fight. Yeah. You know, yeah. And he's in his trunks and he's, uh, he doesn't have his wraps or anything on no more or whatever. But yeah, man, I mean, like, and it sucks. It sucks. Did you watch that fight live? Do you remember? Yeah, we did. We ordered it. I mean, Again, here's a guy that you see so much in that you're like, man, what a, what, how amazing. This gold medalist, the American dream, the world champion, the youngest. This guy, again, the, the, this guy's going to be the greatest fighter in the world. You know what I mean? And then, um, you're really seeing the end of his career. He's the, he's closing the own, his own chapter of his book by just being like, by just, giving up and quitting and uh they're very unceremonious honestly like, though man, it's good that you do it like that instead of just keep going like i said with muhammad ali true. it was bad he yeah. was getting beat up 
when he probably shouldn't have got beat up already. Yeah. You know, and it probably advanced his Parkinson's party even more. Oof. More so. That's you know, to think about. I mean, because Ollie was you take out the speed and the power and Ollie's just an old man. Oh yeah. <laughs> you That's know? very and, true. Yeah. So you think it was for money at that point for him or what do you think? I don't know. I don't uh know. he always seemed to be well off. You yeah. know, I know Tyson it was kind of the money. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, you know, because he got himself into such big debt. But right, uh, you know, it was cool that he was like, you know what, that's it. I'm done. I don't have the fire anymore. And and if you don't have that in boxing, I would imagine you would need to have that. No, for sure. When you don't have it, you're just going to be a punching bag for someone. Yeah, you know, fuck that. It's kind of neat. Like, I guess it's it's kind of. I, I never thought about it that way. Double A. Like you know, it's like you know to just. Uh, I guess I would have called a press conference. Not done it necessarily there with Jim Gray at the end, but. You know, I, I guess I guess you're right. That's a very good point. I didn't think about it that way. You know what I mean? But but again, though, I mean, because as he you know, saw this guy across the corner, and it's probably like, wow, I just lost his fucking guy. Yeah, this, <laughs> bum. this guy, which I don't even have any, I don't feel like even hurting him. Right. This guy's beating me up, punching me, mm-hmm. knocking me out. Now he can say I. Now he can say I beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, getting a name. You know, off of him. I mean, golly, that has to do something to your ego, like. Yeah, great. I they talked to him too, my, right? In the my lo- yeah, yeah. He was just like, I would, I would have fought Tyson for free. He was yeah, like, he I said that. Tyson. I would have fought, you know, fought, fought him for free. For free. <laughs> I mean, uh, after a while, you got to start thinking about those losses that you're just like, this guy beat me. You know, this guy beat me. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, pretty tough, man. Pretty tough. But uh, yeah, so then, uh, I mean, like that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Then he does some things where he's still not really happy. He does, you know, that Las Vegas thing, mm-hmm. the training. Where that's he said right. He's pretty much yeah. just like a monkey. Yeah, you know, that sucked, man. Yeah, he does put on weight. He's he, doing like workouts, like in in, it's in a ring, to be like an exhibition in the hotel lobby or whatever. So people can see him train at but, Vegas. But he hates it. You know, yeah. he says it. He's like, man, I fucking hate being around. You know, all these mm-hmm. people. You know, and he gets to probably some more issues. You know, his daughter dies. Yeah, that was in '09. I didn't yeah. know about that yes, until did. this documentary. It was brutal. And I mean, like again, like I mean, I get it. I she don't, was a very little girl. Yeah, you know? yeah. I I think they said she was nine, and what yeah, a tragedy! A treadmill was, accident. Yes, yeah. And he talked about that in his one man show too, where he says to this day he doesn't know she lived with the mom, and uh, he was not uh, in town. He had to fly in. I think they were in California, and he was in Vegas. I think, and he had to fly yeah, in. Yeah, because he lived in. I think he moved himself to Vegas. Right. Yeah, and he moved. He flew out right away, and uh, uh, she was brain dead already when he got there. But I mean, what? I mean, the man's fucking whole life is just. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that he didn't do what he what he was accused of with the rape thing or whatever. Which he still says to this day he did it. But he also has an interesting quote, which he says, "I did enough other awful shit in my yeah, life that that I that, that, I needed, like, okay. that that maybe this is I'm getting what I deserve for being in jail." <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Like that's awful. You know what I mean? But again, it's like your life is literally just of this roller coaster of highs and lows, and you're marred by the the moments in your life life that you're ticking off are these fucking like tragic tragic moments. I mean, like yeah. that is so that I did not know that until I saw this documentary, and I was like, I remember when man, it came I was out, crushed and it was for just him. Like, Golly, you know, you just hate when when. A little girl, a little boy dies. Of know? course, of you know, course. So you know, with Kobe's daughter, that was awful. Oh yeah, know? that made that whole that thing was awful. But that yeah. news kind of breaking shortly after, we were like, "What?" Like you're yeah. like, "Oh, that just turned your stomach, man." I mean, like, uh, but, then, but go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, Double A. Like, do you, do you 
for you, you're a boxing fan and you're a fan of you. You know, we were all fans of this guy. The entire world was fans of this guy. You know what I mean? And like the truth is, is like probably in any one of those fights, even the ones that came after, it was like we probably were rooting for him. You yeah, know what I course. mean? Like, you know, yeah. against all those guys yeah. or whatever, you know, like we're like, you know, I mean, I, mean, I saw Evander way past his burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know Still I mean? going for him, you know. Um, but was it hard? Do you think it's harder? Like, uh, was it as like harder as a fan to see, like, you, you know, you watch their whole career, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, man, like, this is where you're at now. Like, yeah, it's like, it, oh, it, it does. It sucks. sucks. Man, it really you know? does. And, you know, to see a guy get knocked out by someone that's just clearly inferior, mm -hmm. would never even be able to touch you, you mm -hmm. know, just see him like that. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. You know? I'm like, no, please retire. You're almost like, Please, please retire. You yeah. Know? And again, I just think it's different. Like, it's like sometimes you're like you're born and you're born in like the midst of somebody's career or whatever. Like, you know, it, I mean. You know, it happened to Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis, mm -hmm. for some reason, even though he served in the military, somehow he owed the IRS money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is like a damn hero, a war hero. Shit. And, you know, his last image is a old man getting his ass knocked out bad by Rocky Marciano. Bad. It's one of the ugliest knockouts. Mark, he's just like this on the ropes here. Marshall just goes boom, and he just collapses out of the ring, you know, to the commentator's table, you know, and they're trying to hold his head up and everything. And it's it's brutal. It's brutal for this once great, you know, that everyone usually ranks as the greatest heavyweight champion yeah. ever. The greatest heavyweight, Joe Lewis, and to see him like that, like the way Rocky Marciano knocked him out, whew, that was brutal. Yeah. And to see Tyson the way he went out too, it's like golly, you know. Yeah, that that that's that your end. Yeah, it's almost like you know, like again, I I always end up going to relating to other sports, whatever. But it's like you know, you get to see Jordan, you know, end his career potentially on that shot and go out a champion. But then it's like he comes back and does with the, the years, Wizards with the Wizards, and you're yeah. like, what? And you could tell he was just a shell because he wasn't shooting the way he mm -hmm. was, you know. And, yeah, and you know the <clears throat> fan vote, you know, it was kind of like the players. You know, said oh, I'll step away so Jordan can start. Right. It was like wow. Right. Like God. And it's know? just like man, like you could have left on on your terms at the top, top of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean, I get it. You know, you 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 think it's still in you, and you just can't let it go. You know what I mean? But uh, guys, we're up again at probably what will be our last break. Yeah. I think uh, I think this will be our our last thirty minute block here. But we're gonna go in, read a little bit of comments. You know how we do things here. Every thirty minutes, we take a break, read through your comments. We're really sorry about the earlier technical difficulties, but we think we've worked through it now. So uh, thank you for joining us on just another Friday night, Thursday night edition uh, for the second week of road. But next week we'll be back on, we'll Friday, be back on Friday, guys. Friday. Yeah. So uh, we'll take this quick break and then we'll be right back. Uh, for audio listeners, you won't hear anything much but a, a brief silence. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for uh, sticking with us through the brief little uh, blip there. Some great comments uh, in uh, the meantime during the break. <laughs> and Mario, throw, throw uh, Mario says, uh, don't ask me to stop being a man. Uh, <laughs> <Rocky."> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Classic Mario Delgado in the house offering us some great commentary. A uh, huge boxing fan like ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Many times in the comics yeah. enforcement, talking solely about boxing, boxing and not even about yeah. comics. So, uh, guys, continue to comment. Uh, for those who are still joining us uh, right now on our early uh, in the week edition tonight on Thursday. Next week we'll be back on Friday. And then we got some kind of weird dates uh, going on in uh, the rest of July, but we'll we'll give you those. We're going to have a Wednesday show and another mm -hmm. Thursday show, uh, and then I think I think we'll be all the way back to normal after that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, what we're talking about again, uh, 
It was uh, Mike Tyson, The Knockout. ABC does this two-parter, very cool, covering pretty much Tyson at the beginning of his career, right up until when he fights Roy Jones. And so uh, where are we at now, Double We were pretty much at so, the – Yeah, the, so it, you know. now it's kind of like, okay, he's kind of starting to stop being like miserable, and he's kind of started building up his image again. He does the hangover, which the he hangover. says uh, it's a big moment for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and, he gets rave reviews for his little bit that he's in there, mm-hmm. you know, and he starts like you know, people were happy to see him, right? Like there was yes. this collective, yes. you know, there's even the great line from the character in the movie when he knocks out, he knocks out uh, Zach Galifianakis yeah. and he's like, you know, still got it. Yeah, like, I was like, like, damn. You know I, mean, what I, mean? I was like, Oh, like I was nervous on that part. I was like, <laughs> Oh, and then when he knocked him out, I was like, Oh, it looked like he was dead. Yeah. I was like, shit, but it's such a funny scene. It's so, um, but it sets him up. Up. so like he starts kind of making his rounds again you know and you yeah know, he does like you know he offers evander an apology on oprah and, yeah that was you know, very cool they man. make up you know he, doesn't every time that he does something like that doubly doesn't it seem so genuine yeah. and so heartfelt yeah. how many times do we hear about apologies and things like that or how many times do you even do it in your own life or whatever and it's like it's, you're just saying it because you have to, and it's not just. It's like every time they say the one they talked about with him and Teddy Atlas, this yeah, one with Evander. One. I mean, yeah. you can see he's putting his hand on his arm. Yeah, and he's like, thank, lot, thank right? you, thank right? you for. Yeah. yeah, like he just um, wants them to kind of accept, really accept his apology, and Which, know that and, it's genuine. And they show too because like him and Evander are, are friends. Now. Yeah, you know they are friends, and they, you know, like we talked about earlier with Teddy, mm-hmm. they finally mend those. That right. you know, broken relationship for a long time. You know, it's almost kind of what they say about like if you're what I've heard uh, or seen in movies that when you're going through like the steps of uh, uh, what is it, like recovering from addiction or something like that, and it's like you go, you go. One of the steps is you go and to all the people that you've wronged, whatever. Maybe you ripped some money off somebody or whatever, or you cheated on somebody. Or <laughs> so you you go and try to make yeah. those amends as part of your healing process. I mean, I don't know if somebody told Mike that or he was just doing that on his own, but he kind of does go on I, that. I think he did on that. his own. By his yeah. point, I think he's on his own. Uh, you know, he gets back into really great shape. At, at yeah. the end of the interview, he looks great. Like he looks oh my like gosh. in a hangover. Yeah. He, he was he a little bit bloated, weight, yeah. But yeah. here he looks slim. He looked trash. Yeah, really sharp. Like, He's yeah. wearing this nice black tight sweater and some nice pants and i'm like damn mike look looking good yeah, you know, what I mean? you know he, he's walking with his son you know and his, yeah you know segment that they're yeah. doing and they referenced too that he did uh his one man show which was a huge success that the, was great if you guys get a chance we'll, we'll try to make sure we'll, we'll find uh where it's streaming where it's at for streaming. sure and uh check that one out that was a great companion piece i say to this one yeah uh, and incredibly you know, funny and in his own yeah. words and there's a lot of blanks where like the knockout kind of leaves where undisputed kind of like covers yes. so it's kind of like a really good like three part thing yeah. i'm so pleased that i watched it or whatever and then it's like so funny right this week like i didn't know this but they didn't talk about this in either of them but he had this cartoon for a yeah, while on Adult he Swim. He did on Adult Swim. Mike yeah. Tyson Mysteries. It did four seasons. I think he was the voice yeah. of himself. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And I've yeah. been like, how cool is that? Like, he found other avenues to have Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Success. Like, he started rebuilding his image again. Yeah. To where it was like, oh, it's Mike Tyson. Now he's like, before in the 90s, 2000s, it was controversy. It was like no one wanted a piece of him. Now he's regarded as a true legend of boxing, mm-hmm. one of the greatest heavyweights champions of all time, one of the great heavyweights of all time, one of the biggest drawing, you know, pay-per-view boxers of all time. You know, now people are kind of talking about him in that light now, you know, yeah. whereas like he's 
considered a true Hall of Famer, a true legend of boxing. So you know, right? And he's so. become a he's become a really great ambassador for boxing too. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's so neat to see him uh, in the in the this documentary, uh, the knockout, putting film on the actual old yeah. film projector. You know what I mean? And like looking through the films, that yeah. old footage, him at Cus's house, and getting out the films. That and um, here's a guy that maybe didn't even know who a boxer was when he was up the streets of Brooklyn or whatever. Then gets this education from this man that probably couldn't be more different from him. This older Italian man gives him this education and then the guy finds this kid finds this love for something or whatever maybe for me and you double a it's like picking up our first comic book or yeah. whatever you know what i mean um and it's like you know uh, again we watch the guys not just his career in boxing but his life kind of unfold in front of us and really really high peaks and really really low 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 valleys and that's like you know like i said i told double a before i was like man there was many parts of this and in the undisputed truth that like man it was like it was pretty emotional like, it's really sad or whatever you know what i mean but again it's also one of my favorite kind of stories which is i love a story about redemption i'm like you know if the collective public can accept him again and which it seemed know, like it did with open arms yeah you know? and and now it and now again like it's like you know, I'd love to have Mike on this show. You know what I mean? Uh, again, I referenced earlier the the comedian Tom Segura, who does these bits about him or whatever in uh, two of his uh, uh, different uh, comedy specials. And it's really funny. It's this really funny personal tale of him meeting, you know, Tyson on an airplane. And, you know, it goes on from there. I, I recommend you look it up on YouTube. You can find it. I think there's even one somebody made like an animated version of it or whatever the it's the actual voiceover, but the, the you know the of the comedy, but uh, they put put it to animation. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, damn, you know what I mean? He was able to kind of come back from from some of the from worst shit like ever. A, you know? Being like a, a black mark on boxing to again, where he's kind of like respecting a highly right. highly respected, you right. know. Now, when you have like a power puncher that comes along, it's always you know, well, this guy be the next Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know, and so. he goes still to a lot of fights, right? He, he goes to loves, a lot of fights. It, yes, you know what I mean? yes. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Mario says Mara he needs says, to get behind a new hungry fire and be the new. Oh, I like that story, that narrative right there, Mario. Very, uh, you're uh, reminiscent of what uh, earlier in the night, uh, Friday Nighter Rich said. Uh, would, what yeah. would we think of him as a trainer? And I think Mara, it's a lot to offer. Yeah, Mario says he would oh. love to see him in the corner. I'm wondering what kind Gosh. of advice he would give him. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? I think it's it different. You know, they always say it's different. What what a boxer sees in the ring is totally different what the manager sees outside of the ring you know mm -hmm. there is like you know the boxer always being stubborn it's like no this is working where the manager is like bullshit that's not working you're getting your ass kicked right you know? <laughs> right yeah sometimes you have to recognize the different <laughs> yeah. mind until of... they see the the fight on you know on again when they see the fight they're like oh shit you're right yeah <laughs> you know? yeah uh double a anything else on or maybe mario you're if you're out there still with us you know anything else on the jamie fox supposed biopic uh him as tyson really yeah that's who they supposedly cast was jamie fox to play tyson in, in a biopic uh it had a lot of steam and word around it at one time, but I haven't heard too much else. And I was like, man, Jimmy Fox is going to have a lot of stuff coming up being Electro and then uh, obviously being um, supposed to spawn, uh, right? Yeah. So where, wherever that's know. at. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's like, man, come on, Jimmy Fox, get these projects going or whatever. Those would be some, those would be three great things I would love to see. The Tyson It'd biopic. It'd be an and, interesting bio. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I it has. 
again, it the man's story in life reads like a movie, so it has all the elements yeah, there yeah. or whatever. But uh, I definitely think Jamie Foxx can pull it off. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know, man. Cool he might be too up there to play uh, a. Com- I don't know, <laughs> Jamie. You think so? He might be too old now. Mm, interesting, interesting. Well, I don't know. That's what I la- last I heard about the casting. There was that, yeah. but uh, but um, let's play. Uh, Let's play what if again, double A. Okay. Uh, right. You know, let's say, I don't know. I guess Mike could have fell into the hands after cuss of, could have potentially, right? Emmanuel Stewart as well, right? Well, let's, say let's just say, for instance, he, you know, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. None of his handlers died. Mm-hmm. He still has his promoter. He still has his trainers. They're all looking out for him. I can't see anyone stopping this guy. If you kept this guy focused and you kept his fighting skills the way they were, Buster Douglas would have gotten knocked out oh, yeah. real easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all those same opponents would have gotten knocked out. Now, it would have been interesting to see a 1992-1993 fight against Evander. That would have been something. Yeah. I will, you know, maybe even Riddick Bowe. When it was initially supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. How he would have done against Riddick Bowe. How he would have even done against Lennox Lewis at that time. You know, because yeah. Lennox was still a big threat in the early 90s no for um, sure i don't know it'd be interesting it'd be really interesting i maybe he could take on holyfield a little bit better yeah you know a bit better preparation yeah. and now, holyfield and was tough though holyfield yeah. was a fucking strong tough bastard see it know? sounded like what we kind of talked about earlier about having strategy that there was a holyfield strategy that yeah. was like make him uncomfortable yeah. get him riled up you know i mean like you know so and then there uh, was even talks about putting him and Foreman together. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know how Man. that would have been for Foreman, yeah. honestly, because, you know, there's that – you remember – you know that footage of Evander hitting Foreman like 12 times in a row, right? Where he's like – Evander's like yeah, everything he yeah, has. Yeah, I think he's I do like remember that. that. And like it's not even like phasing Foreman whatsoever. He's just like, you know, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> you know, now a Tyson doing that 12 straight times, ooh. Yeah, because Big George didn't get knocked down once right. when he came back. Right, no one knocked him down, so it would have been interesting to see if Tyson could have knocked him. And down. he always looked like a fucking oak tree in there, man. Like he I was did. like, man, I mean, like uh, something about I don't know. Young George looks scary. Oh, young George, I would have liked to have seen Young George versus Prime Tyson. Oh God, wow, man. now that would have been a fucking His story's look fucking fight. scary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. When he fought Ali, right? I mean, like that. Uh, yeah, that time? yes. Well, I the mean, way he whoa. destroyed Joe Frazier. Yeah, he knocked Joe Frazier down like six or seven times. Oh man, <laughs> you know that's crazy. That is so crazy. But but yeah, like I said, it, now it, not as intimidating older Foreman, but still just look I, like this. Like uh, I think Tyson you know? probably could have reigned from eighty six to about ninety two, ninety three, maybe. You I know, think, like, oh, God, yeah, good. That's a good. Yeah, that's solid. I really think right he could have. You know, uh, there's no one that could have stopped this dude when he was when he was that undisputed reigning champion from. 87 to 90 when he had all three belts. Yeah. That classic picture we talked about on the t-shirt, oh, right? <clears throat> I don't I, Honestly, I don't know who could have beat him. Maybe a Muhammad Ali could have beat him. Maybe. You know, because Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston, George, Joel That's Frazier, right. and George Foreman. Three of the meanest, hardest-hitting punchers ever in history. And, you know, he made Sonny Liston quit. Mm-hmm. You know, he beat Joe Frazier, you know, by decision at TKO. And then he beat... You know, he knocked out Foreman. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> That's crazy, man, to think about. You know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, we hate to play what if, you know what I mean? But but 
you know, the question is there for a reason because the guy was so dominant and been yeah. in his time. You know what I mean? It's so, a big what if, but you know what? He had he had enough wins where he's not that what if. You know, like they always say, Bill Walton was probably could have been a really really great center, mm-hmm. but injuries fucked him up. So right. he only had maybe like about two years, I think, two, three yeah. years yeah. that you can actually see what Bill Walter was about. But, hey, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. And, you know, should he be a first battle Hall of Famer? Probably not. You know? But Tyson, though, we did have years of him dominating. Yeah. Years. Yeah, and he was the, the world heavyweight he champion of the recognized world. recognized as yeah. the champion. So. Yeah. And you told me, you know, we said still, it's still to this day the youngest ever yeah. world heavyweight and champion. And he has names. He beat really big names he just made him look easy <laughs> yeah and the way things are going i don't see there being uh another heavyweight that young i mean like you know it's it really is one of these kind of once what what did they say in the documentary once every hundred years you get this really like kind of thoroughbred uh and man just the unfortunateness of, of the man's life um you know i mean again and and maybe who knows Maybe had he stayed in the ring all that time, he'd be worse for wear physically, sure, mentally, just like any other you boxer. Know, sure, yeah. The more punches you take in the head, I mean, then there you can it only is, take but... your body can only take so much beatings. Yeah, you know? for sure. So maybe instead we get the Tyson that we get now. You know what I mean? But Mario says uh, he lost the only person who was always in his corner. Literally, he would have dominated Double A. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I, mean, I think I agree so. wholeheartedly yeah. here, uh, man. But unfortunately, history didn't play out that way. And people did die around him, and you know, he got to the shape he was by the time Buster Douglas came around him. Yeah, we need. <laughs> he was a, just never that that Tyson again, you right? Know, so we need a uh, Wanda Maximoff or Doctor Strange to take us into the multiverse and <laughs> see the other Tyson that that would have been or whatever. But you know what? After all, Cinder, pretty pretty okay with this Tyson too. You know what I mean? I'm glad to see yeah. him have a resurgence. I'm it's glad. Good. And he looks to... good. He looks in shape again. And again, the, the clips I've seen of him and the move, the man still can move, you know, and yeah. he still looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he had that fight with Roy Jones, which we watched. I, I thought was, he looked way he better great. than Roy Jones. Yeah. He looked, yeah. He looked it looked great. like he was like, like playing with Roy Jones where Roy Jones looked bad. He looked gassed. And, yeah. And Roy was hurting. He was holding his, yeah. his sides, remember? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he said to himself, he's like, you don't know what's going to happen when you get two guys that are kind of like, that's what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. In there together. Roy looked bad. I mean? Tyson looked great. Yeah, Tyson looked yeah. great. And he was had a really great uh, <laughs> interview on Joe Rogan's podcast, too, that was, you know, kind of classic Tyson a little bit, you know what I mean? Where, you know, he would just going off the rails, you know what I mean? Like, not, not crazy, but kind of trying to expressed to joe rogan what it was like to fight you know what i mean and 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 saying things like that uh you know that that violence in in the ring like that could be orgasmic you know what i mean oh that's right and uh it's just a great i think it's promoting it you know what i think it was like he got after his resurgence again of his building his image i think he found that love again for boxing yes that true love of boxing yeah not just wanting to go out there and kill someone just that true love of boxing yeah and i think that he got it back yeah you know and well because he said too he said it was kind of funny you know he said he's like uh you know, you just go do it one time, and then it's like you know, they're like yeah. it's um, it's back. You know, what and, I mean? and people are like going crazy for him, and they're like, yeah. oh, uh, how about a third Holyfield fight? Oh, you know, people were talking about that already. 
You that know, would so. be something. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd watch it. I definitely. And, but watch now, it. now because of Tyson, now you're getting all these other ones. Now you know De La Hoya, right. Mayweather came back with that Jake Paul, right? You know, and and you know all this other stuff. Now he kind of gave people like, oh look, we can do this too. Yeah, and we fight against other people. Julio Cesar Chavez just fought. Right? Yeah, I just told you that's crazy. Hector Camacho I didn't Jr. Know that. You yeah. Know? So I mean, so even crazy. he came back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, double A. Well, overall, man, I mean, uh, good stuff. Great documentary, guys. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I've been drooling at the mouth to do a boxing episode. Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't think of a better start than, uh, than Iron Mike. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, it's like, uh, do you put him on your Mount Rushmore boxing? No. no okay. No, no. Do you put him in your personal top five? No. Well, okay. No. All right. There's just too many other better heavyweights. Okay. You know, if Tyson had stayed the course shirt, maybe I would have. But yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Muhammad Ali, Joe Lewis, you know, there, there's just so many good fighters out there that were probably way better. Yeah. You know, Lennox, I, I always have a soft spot for Lennox. So what I saw that man do in the ring, you know, golly, that man was beautiful to watch too. You know? It's funny though, because, you know, if you think about names that are synonymous with boxing, in the boxing world, you probably think Ali, and then you probably oh, think yeah, Mike for sure, Tyson. For sure. So, for uh, you know, for, I mean, that just goes to show you how big these personalities were. Absolutely. That, you know, when you think boxing, you can think Tyson Ali, absolutely. You know, right away. There's so. no one. Oh, you know, there's, you know, what I mean, ask a a, a novice, yeah. someone that knows nothing about boxing, to name you three boxers. His name will come out. Of it's their like mouth. you said, TM. It's it's you know when Tyson was at his peak, or even in the nineties. A non-boxing fan wanted to be in on it, oh, just yeah. to be there. Just you know, you know how it is. Either at at you know the bars that are hosting it, people that are hosting it. It's like, hey, my friend wants to come too. You know, oh, he or yeah. she, you know, wants to see the whole spectacle. You know, they're not even real boxing fans, but yeah. they want to just be in it. You know, well, that's the thing. Seeing a Tyson fight was an event. You exactly. Know what I mean? uh, there's yeah. a really cool part in the documentary too for our music fans, where the hip hop fans, where they. Rosie Perez talks about, you know, uh, his relationship, Mike Tyson's relationship with Tupac Shakur or whatever, obviously killed on the night after a, a Mike Tyson fight or whatever. And I mean, like, you know, where those things are kind of tied, excuse me, um, together forever. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, that's, that's another like kind of, again, big part of, of the lore and, and <laughs> that, that is yeah. Mike Tyson. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, I love him. I think he's great. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? I, I'll watch his stuff. You no, know? I mean, watch he, what he does he, next. he's a guy that if they have that, you know, any kind of fights on him, I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's like a wrestling rock Mount Rushmore. I'm looking at it kind of like at a different perspective. No, so, I get it. Uh, you know, yeah, he wouldn't be on my Mount Rushmore, but he's, you know, he's one of the, he has to be one of the top 20 greatest heavyweights. Okay. Ever, okay. you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I like it. I'm, yeah, I'm, so. I'm there for it, man. And I was there for this documentary. We recommend that you guys go uh, check it out. If you have Hulu, it's on there still right now. I just checked. Um, I'll probably watch it again. You know what I mean? For I don't know if it goes away after a while, but uh, I'll check it out again for sure. And uh, I might even go check out his cartoon on Adult Swim, the uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries, just to see what it's all about. You know what I mean? So, I see the pigeon is yeah, one of the characters. So. Yeah. And yeah, he just seems like he's a, a guy of peace. And again, now, and that's Good. what he really yeah. looks for. Good. And, and he says he's very focused on his family. Everyone says he has a great wife now. Yeah, and uh, she is Kiki. a really good-looking woman. Yeah, too. very great look. I'm like, way to upgrade, Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, 
good for him. Like even Jim Gray had said, he's like, everyone tells him it's the best thing to happen to you in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And she's taking care of him. And, and like you said, he, he's got that really high level of respect now. Now it's like Mike Tyson, yeah. you know, Hall of Famer, you know. I love a redemption story. I love a story of, of you know, that you can be at that possibly the lowest of the low. Yeah, he was. He was probably the lowest any boxer. Losing every single loved one you have, losing a child, going to jail, having to carry around being a convicted rapist. I mean, like, that's awful. I mean, and again, let's just tell ourselves in our, you know, let's just, for the sake of the argument, like, say that he was innocent. How fucking much must that suck to lose three years of your life in jail? You know what I mean? You know, and, and if he was not it was was guilty well then you know what i mean uh and it's like he said even he said he was like well you know out of stuff you know he said he didn't do this but all the other stuff that he did do that was pretty bad yeah you know he said she paid for it like that so i'm sure man and you you know he tells the story about his first fight you heard that story the guy takes his pigeon and and kills it and stuff like that super crazy man like that's so crazy but uh Mario has one more comment. Let's see, Mario's If he's involved in or out of the ring, I'm there. Man, and that's pretty much what we were. We we yeah. got the fight right away. Yeah, <laughs> so totally, Mario. Man, check it out, Mario. What's uh, some great uh, memorabilia for Iron Mike out there for for people? Uh, some maybe some ring magazines. I don't know if that if that's just floating around. Man, but, uh, that, and he does have great covers. I would, I would imagine of, of the ring magazine. I would imagine. I've been wanting to buy myself some on eBay. Just, yeah. yeah, they showed some of, some of them. They, they kind of showed yeah. them flapping down that classic. Man, oh man. Man. Yeah, that kid dynamite looks awesome. Ah, that's yeah. fucking sweet, man. Yeah, I want a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch Out still on NES. Uh, just I like to just play at home or whatever. I never do the code to get to Mike because that's just ass whipping <laughs> right there. You know what I mean? But fun, a fun game to play. Fun and he's always ranked as one of the hardest bosses. Yeah, he's always ranked at like when they always like rank the NES games. He's always right up there. He came not that long ago, right? Double uh, yes, yes, we, we missed a chance yes. to see him. Uh, I hate damn. myself. Man. Yeah, man. I, mean, yeah. I remember it was pricey though. It's pretty pricey. Yeah, but damn I it. Yeah. Hey, man, there are some ones that that I did get away. Yeah. But shit, double A. What do you think? Call this one a show for tonight on Thursday. Yeah. 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 All right. Look, look real quick. Oh, let's do. Here we go. Oh, oh wow, that's man. awesome! Mario nice. says I have all my dad's old ring covers. Nice. Very very cool. I, I want to see that collection. Yeah, for sure, man. We got, uh, on our next visit, <laughs> I want to uh, see that. But behind the behind the the, cl- the closed I, I, I doors, I might just be by myself reading while you guys are talking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man, Mario. Uh, hey, well, we appreciate everyone that came to join us on the. Just another Thursday night edition of Just Another Friday Night. Sorry about the earlier problems. Yeah, you know, man. Technical it difficulties. Like, it looks around. like the, some of our fans had a hard time getting back to us. So. Yeah, yeah. You uh, know what? Next time we'll do like an internet check. I'll disconnect and reconnect yeah. before just to kind of maybe freshen yeah. it up in the, I don't know, guys. I don't fucking know technology. I'm just here trying to run this show as best I can. <laughs> but uh, either way, uh, we should have some good stuff for you next week. Uh, I don't know. We don't know what the topic is yet, do we? Oh, uh, and then that's our pre-4th of July show. Yes, yes, so we, we, we do have we a might, topic. We do no, know we what the topic is. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, celebrating the 4th and American independence with you guys uh, in a similar fashion to last year. Um, let's see what else we got here comment-wise before we get out of here. Uh, anytime, brothers. Good night. Well done. Thank night, you Mario. so much, Mario. We uh, appreciate you being here. I'm glad you made it for our boxing yeah, episode. Yeah. The inaugural uh, yeah. boxing episode. The first time we talk about boxing, but definitely not the last. No, hell no. Uh, I love boxing. Like I said in our 
epic uh, basketball episode. Uh, boxing is my number one sport. Yeah, I love boxing. Uh, me and my dad will watch it. Uh, you know, again, I have that great story I want to tell real quick. You know, no, yeah. when Tony Ayala came back, you know, he was, you know, one of my dad's favorites when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was him and uh, Yori Boy. And That's it was a pay per view fight. Campos. And for some reason, that night, they showed it like at two o'clock in the morning. And they showed it, even though it was on nice. pay per view earlier. And my dad walked in on me in my room. It was like two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. He's like, What are you doing awake? And I was like, Dad, uh, you know, they're showing the the Tony <laughs> fight and Yori boy from tonight. Yeah. <laughs> they're showing, and he sat there with me. And my brother Will is gone because we have to share a room. Yeah, and me and my dad uh, stayed up for like that whole hour, you know, and watched the whole fight, you know. And after it was done, he was like, "Okay, you gotta go to sleep already." You yeah, know? even though it was like summertime, you know. Pretty awesome, man. Uh, yeah. So I mean, boxing for me, it means a great deal to me, you know. It, I watched it with my dad, so yeah, and uh, you know, still do so. Yeah, you know, so awesome, man. Same, I, I love boxing too. I have fond memories again of going, spending time with uh, Double A's. And dad he still does, us. you know. And yeah. He still comes over here when I get it. So. Mm-hmm. These guys know that I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm not. I'm by no means an aficionado or an expert or whatever. I just love a good fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. to me, uh, boxing is just a again, like we, you know, we've said before, the sweet science. Sweet science. It's fun. And fun when to it's watch, done man. right, it's beautiful to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, guys, uh, there's something that we'd like to say here on just another Friday night. Anytime we do a show, even if it's on a Thursday. Uh, and that is, guys, if there's something that you want to do with your life, something that you want to accomplish, a, a mission, a goal, a purpose, uh, maybe like Mike had to become the youngest uh, heavyweight champion uh, ever, uh, do it. You know what I mean? Go out there and seize the day. Uh, you know, Take life by the horns. Uh, grab the reins. Get in the ring. Put on a pair of gloves. Whatever it may be. Seize the day. Make today your day. Go and do it. Make it happen. Uh, and in order to do that, you're going to have to go through trials and tribulations like Mike did. You're going to have to do whatever it takes. For him, it was going to jail and maybe, you know, finding a different kind of religion and maybe getting the right woman in his life <laughs> uh, or being in a movie called The Hangover <laughs> and uh, hanging out with a tiger and, and reliving uh, some of that past glory. But leads you into a path that that uh, takes you to where you want to be. Uh, like Captain America says, uh, Captain Steve Rogers. Uh, we got to do whatever it takes. So, guys, uh, for myself, CM Chuck here of Just Another Friday Night and Double A. Guys, uh, it's been great. Thanks for hanging out. Have a good night, and we will see you next week, actually on Friday. Yeah. So, good night, guys.